Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailed Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined as always. He's just trying to blend in with these walls this week. Matt is here. Yep. So I'm trying to do, trying to hide, because Darkseid is, I guess. Maybe. Darkseid Dark is, is. He is. <laughs> My Darkseid is ends with a question mark, not a period. <laughs> Darkseid is? <laughs> more, more on that in a little bit. Uh,. Connor, Connor Kent isn't. If I could throttle you through the screen, I would. <laughs> the look of rage on his face then. Oh, he yes. comprehended what you'd said. Do you know what? That was such a good joke, and I'm impressed that I never thought of it before. It just sprung to my head there. Uh, I but, thought you were talking crap about our Connor, so I just went that, with it for a second. I, I did it first, too. Yeah, yeah. Do, I was like, yeah, yeah no. Do, do, do you know what the funny thing is? Is for a split second, I thought, I'm going to crack a joke about Connor, and then I went, oh, wait, I've got a, that's a bit, I've got a better idea. I can sw- twist it. That's why. Uh, bye, Connor's here as well. He's the he's the ginger one there. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Why are you wearing that shirt yesterday? <laughs> just, just you know, not yeah. a big deal or anything. Just yeah, just, I wore just it for like an hour last night, and I was like, no, that that that, that ain't dirty. I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not washing that after an hour. I have, I have a pile of shirts sitting on my dresser that are those that are like, well, I only wore it to record in, right. so <laughs> they're not dirty per se. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. my wife still ends up washing them. So <laughs> Connor's got a shirt for every day of the week, and he's wearing it. <laughs> Very good. It's a bad joke. I apologize. Uh, we talk about DC Comics. Uh, not not to fill you with all this this pointless banter at the start. Uh, but what's coming up on this week's show? Obviously, we're talking about this week's books, which is quite a big list. We have Mister Miracle issue one, Detective Comics nine six two, Action Comics nine eight five, The Flash number twenty eight, Titans number fourteen, Supergirl twelve, Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number twenty six, Superwoman thirteen, New Superman fourteen, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number thirteen. And me and Matt both decided to check out uh, sort of a book that we dropped already because the arc that was starting seemed like it may be important. So we also at the end have returning to the show Justice League of America number twelve. So uh, I considered it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'll tell you this: I'm committed because not only did I I read number twelve, I actually caught up to read number twelve. I read the, I mean, it was only six issues since we dropped it. Like, you know, because the last one I'd read was five, but. I went above and beyond the Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah keyword duty. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you my experiences <laughs> on that. Fun, on that lane of fire. Fun fact: I got caught up on Birds of Prey, but didn't tell Pete until now. Oh, so, yeah. But well, I'm not so going to drag us down because just basically I had poison ivy, so I read it. I don't think I would read past. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. So you telling me that those like five minutes before the show started, where I was juggling the order of the books so that it wasn't uh-huh. me on my own twice in a row, you could have just said, yeah. "No, I read that one too." Yeah, but this is more fun this way. Because <laughs> really, I don't have much to bring to it. You're you're way more invested in that series. <laughs> I just popped on to read uh, Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, like what worked for you this week? But last week when we had that that Harley digital first, and I was like, "Matt, Poison Ivy's in it." Because I forgot. Oh, I made I made it a point to go get those birds of prey issues last week after we were done, so. Good man, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing it and see, seeing where we land on it. Um, gotcha. 
So, yeah, so that's what's coming up. Uh, we'll get to that pretty quickly. There's not a lot of news this week. There is just one small thing that I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, they have actually delayed the Green Arrow Annual number one, which was supposed to come out this month, which means our fifth week this week. Even though we're going to have a, have a book to talk about, you know, we've got a vote, which I've, I've got the winner to announce in a minute of that, actually, before we get ah, to the books. Weirdly um, enough. But... Yeah, so it's been delayed. So that means this this fifth week, all we have is a Supergirl annual and our trade that will we'll, you know won the vote. So it's going to be a quiet fifth week. So if you've got any weird rants or tangents, fellas, you know hold them in till uh, week just, five. Just on that Green Arrow annual, uh, Percy did tweet. Since I, was, that. I was get I was getting to that. <laughs> all right. He always does that. He jump the gun. He always jumps well, in thinking he's got an update, and I'm like, I know this. I'm getting to it. Well, you should have just put it all in at once. No, I, it, it's called telling a story. You don't just give everyone the ending they want at first. You you start with the down low, and then you give them the rise at the end. It's an arc. It's not, though, is it? It is. Shut yes. up. Tell me what Percy said. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, because it's Christmas-related, DC wanted to release it closer to Christmas, uh-huh. so it's coming out in November instead. So... So that makes me think that it's not part of this hard traveling hero. Nah, I don't think so. Across America. Yeah. So that, that's good though. Hmm. Nah, no, it's, it's a fair enough reason. It just leaves us a bit late at the end of this month, but I'm sure we'll find that fill that time with uh with something. Can you tell you one person's happy about that? That's my wife because DC <laughs> is completely blown up my comics budget. Like, Ma- two Ma- pieces. <laughs> Matt's mortgage is taking a hit, hit because yeah. DC Comics keep taking his money. <laughs> well, DDO owes me mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the only news that uh, I, th- I thought was uh, all worth talking about this week. So, uh, without further ado, we have a lot of books to talk about. So let's let's get into it. Actually, no. First things first. I said I was going to announce something there. Uh, so let's do that. This is this is the problem. There's like a weird extra bit that I'm not used to doing. Like I'm I'm too used to steamrolling through the format. You know. You got to be present. Peter um, is question mark. No period. No question mark. Um, Exclamation. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else can you end a sentence with? I feel like we've, we've went through the main ones. That's about it. Colon. You don't want to end a sentence with the colon. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's appropriate for the list master. Uh, no. Yeah, I feel like, no, just Peter is, comma, and then it's unfinished because that's, you know, what life is like. It's just an empty void where nothing's ever complete. That is the anti-life. Right there, just Peter is unfinished. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, we had to vote. So one of one of the things we do is that our patrons on the five dollar tier get to uh, vote on a, a trade or a graphic novel or something like that that we'll read in the fifth week when there's you know only a couple of annuals usually. In fact, this month there's only going to be one. Uh, and the winner of that vote, and it was very tight, it was very close, but the winner was Green Arrow Year One. Uh, so you should look forward to that. I've not read so, this before, so I'm excited. So so weirdly, we're missing a Green Arrow annual, but we got voted in a Green Arrow story, so it's like the universe filling itself and patching. That's true. I'm, I'm excited for the jock art. So, yeah, uh, and it's a great Diggle story as well. I've read it like three times. So I'm very excited to talk about this. So, yeah, so the reason why we announced this so early compared to when we're actually going to be doing it is to give you guys at home a chance if you want to read it as well. If you've not read mm-hmm. it or you want to reread it, you've got some time to, like, you know, you know, dig it out or acquire it and give it a read. Yeah. So, 
so there you go. So that, that's the thing. Uh, and on that note, actually, we, me and Connor did the first monthly episode. Uh, we talked about Superman Earth 1, also a Patreon bonus uh, on there. So we did that this week. You can get that. There's an audio version as well. Sometimes the bonuses are only video, but that, we made a point of this one also being an audio option. That's good. So It's very nice. So there you go. That's all, that's all happy. Oh, in fact, this isn't new, right? But I've been meaning to do this at the start of the show for like three weeks, and I keep forgetting. You nearly forgot again, even uh, though just yeah. before you restarted, you was like, "I'm gonna do it." I at wasn't the start. saying. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna let him steamroll it and then bring it up when we we're doing comics. <laughs> <laughs> You're an agent of chaos, Matt. Agent of chaos. Yeah. So we have, and for people who actually stick to the end of the show, you'll know this already. But I feel, I feel like there's a lot of people who probably just turn it off. Just before, you know, as we're sort of starting to wrap up, they don't really need to hear all the, the stuff at the end. Uh, you should, though, because sometimes there's little bonus jokes and stuff at the end. It's well worth sticking around to see how I, how I might insult Connor at the 11th hour. But um, we have we have a new dedicated comics Twitter uh, for the podcast. Yeah, obviously, we still have at mailed underscore, uh, at mailed underscore fuzz for the, the, the channel as a whole. I had to think about lost. that. But uh, we now also have at DC Comics Podcast, uh, and it's specifically, you know, it's about the show and tweeting out D- DC Comics news and stuff like that. There's a lot of things, and it's a bit more discussive and stuff if you want to chat to us on there. Uh, as well as our individual Twitters, of course, which we'll pimp all those out at the end if you want those. But, uh, so, at DC Comics Podcast, new Twitter. I want to get an early, at least one week, so people know about it. So there you go. Third time's a charm. Yeah, well, it took three weeks to actually, actually do it. Yeah, um, something like that. Jeez. Okay, so books. First up, we have Mister Miracle issue one. Tom King rating Mitch Jarrods on art. This has been highly anticipated. People have been talking about this for a while. Uh, all all this build up because Tom King's known for doing these smaller offbeat characters. He did Vision mm-hmm. at Marvel. He did uh, was it the Omega Men? Uh, Omega Men. Yeah. At DC. Yeah. Uh, so now he's doing Mister Miracle and well, Dark Side is. Yeah. So, so, so people, for people that don't know the fourth world, uh, Scott Free is the character's name, which is one of my favorite names in comics. Like, well, given what he does, it's quite yeah, a, he's yeah, a good name. Because he's an escape artist. And uh, so in the setup to, to all this, you kind of have to know, although they explain it, that in order to try to broker peace between New Genesis, which is where the good gods live and and Apocalypse, which is where the bad gods live, and, you know, that's Darkseid and his people, they traded kids. So High Father, the leader of the new gods, I guess, because they're the good guys, and the and Darkseid gave each other their sons, and that's where Orion comes from, because that's Darkseid's son raised by High Father. Well, I, I think it's interesting that it's a week before mm-hmm. this came out, we got that one shot that also that kind of Orion explained... Story. Yeah, it kind of explained yeah, yeah, yeah. all this stuff, for the most part. It didn't really talk about Mr. Miracle too much in that book. No, but... and then Mr. Miracle was given to uh, Darkseid, but he just kind of threw him into the pits and was just like, well, if you're worth anything, you'll climb your way out, whereas Orion was treated as if he was Highfather's own born son. And so it gives this dichotomy. So Scott Free being the escape artist he is, manages to escape Apocalypse and becomes a superhero. And from Earth. from my understanding, he's mm-hmm. basically Space Jesus. In, in, in the yeah. metaphor of the Fourth World Saga. Yeah, because he was he was the only son given, right? Yeah. Given away, and, and he's bound to return. And I get a lot of that here from King. King is going with the... Not necessarily getting into the mythos of, of the New Gods, but he's definitely using that 
godly aspect. Uh, I yeah. can't think of the right word. Let's also not gloss over the fact that uh, helping him escape from Apocalypse is Barda, is, who, who he falls in love with, who's a, an Apocalypse soldier. Uh, Fury. Femme Fury. Yeah. There you go. That's the yep. that's, our, that's our whole group. But she actually turns good because she falls in love with mm-hmm. him and they, they end up escaping to Earth. That's kind of the whole origin of yeah, and these characters. They were, they were pretty big in Morrison's Justice League uh, of America and... Which I have to denote because for the longest time it was just just Sleep of America, normally people astray, and he was also I think big in Morrison's Seven Soldiers. So like this is a character that lends himself to these big, like metaphysical style stories. Right, and the whole dark side is I think comes from Morrison's JLA. Does, from yeah. Morrison, yeah, yeah, from Rock of Ages, which is a JLA story, which is one of the only. Uh, Morrison JLO stories that I've read straight through. It's that one. In te- uh, he didn't do Tower of Babel, so ignore that. That was Wade. But it's from that same run. But yeah, so... Oh man, where, where to start with well, that, well, Mr. Let's, Miracle? Let's start with the, what Darkseid is. Because I feel like, just to, yeah. just in case anyone's confused about what Darkseid is actually means. Um, Darkseid is, is basically the idea that Darkseid is ever-present... And it's mm-hmm. this, and it, it kind of ties into this book because obviously we have all these these panels, these black panels where it just says Darkseid is. And as the book goes on, they get more frequent to the point where you get towards the end of the book and there's like five of them in one page. And yeah. that's like, so, and it feels like it's ticking down. It's like ticking down. It's this, this and it's also of, in that nine panel grid, right? Yeah. After the first few pages, the entire thing's yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And it's it's all it's all like ticking down. It's the idea of getting more more nervous and more nervous until you're about to like panic. So it's almost like the build up to a panic attack. It's kind of how yep. I, I, I sort of came across to me. Um, but the, the the phrase "dark side" is just means that dark side is the evil that's always there. It's not dark side is coming. Dark side is already here. Yeah, it, it's it, like dark side doesn't need anything to describe him because he's you know he's above that. He yeah. just is. He just is. Yeah, it's it's kind of what Lex wants to be, right? Ever yeah. present. And and we got kind of shades of that in Johns's Justice League run, where he became the god of new uh, new apocalypse, I believe it was. So, yeah, it, it's something that since Morrison kind of created Darkseid is, any time the new gods have been brought into a story, it's there, and it's kind of the one piece of continuity that ties the new god stories together. Um, yeah, it's just super weird. Like, the way that it's used here. Uh, I have so many different takes on it, because I read this twice this week, and that was kind of a mistake, because I understood it less than I did the first time. <laughs> I Well, I mean, but, I think first things first, I love this issue. I I, I, I think for me, what, what it what it does, it is kind of confusing. It isn't completely clear exactly what's happening, necessarily. Um, and I think that's intentional. I think you're supposed to be kind of confused. There's definitely yep. something going on here where reality may be altering i mean there's talk of course of the anti-life equation and altering people's minds and there's little hints in here uh barda's eye color where he's like wait your eyes are brown they were always blue and then she's like no they've always been brown but then at the end of the issue she's got blue eyes there's, there's clear hints that there's some weird which which yeah being familiar with her i was like what color are her eyes and i've tried to look it up and <laughs> that's no nothing like people that's yeah that's nothing artists have worried about or colors have worried about in the past so it was hard to go off of. But, yeah, so if the anti-life equation, which is what Darkseid's always been after, it's, you know, there's life and death, but anti-life isn't death. It's like complete subservience to Darkseid, right? That's how I've always understood it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure we're Oh, on yeah, the same page. I mean, I don't have a better explanation for it than that. But, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and so this got me thinking that through the story, because we see Mr. Miracle try to escape death. You In the first pages, he's trying to commit suicide. Yeah, it's, and... it starts with this really dark bang. It's like, no, we're mm-hmm. starting this. And later on when he's talking about it, and it's like, oh, yeah, I tried to escape one more thing. I tried to escape death. Yeah. Not life, it's... death. I think that's a really interesting way of phrasing right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's why I think the, the nine-panel grid is so effective here, because mm-hmm. it's like this it makes you feel trapped because it's there's so much on a page it's claustrophobic so right. he feels literally like trapped whereas his escape didn't work yeah well, or or did it put him like so like escape artists right they try to ramp up the danger so when they finally do escape it's it looks like it's a thing of magic or a miracle here cuz you know it's a superhero name and so i almost feel like we're going to be getting kind of a trick to all of this by the time it's done. And because they, they, there's a whole nine panel grid of him doing a trick and it goes really ghastly because it's him in the tank. And mm. then it looks like the tank gets filled with blood and then he appears on the outside. So it's like Peter brought up that it's, it's ominous. The whole dark side is because yeah. that, that page is interspersed. Every other panel is dark side is. Right? I, what, what I love about it is just how foreboding the whole issue is. It feels like th- yeah. you know, something dark is really on the horizon here. We're, mm-hmm. we're in a really dark place and it feels like it feels apocalyptic. Not, not you know, not to pun with not, not, not the weird spelling that yeah. um, Kirby it, created for it, it. It feels bigger than it actually is. This, this great sense of so like I say, foreboding, this 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 uh, this brooding tone to the whole thing where it feels kind of depressing. It's almost like crafty yeah, yeah, Lovecraft. That's a good. Yeah, it feels it feels yeah. like Cthulhu's yeah. coming. Except in this case, yeah. Cthulhu's dark side. Which, which is kind of a perfect thing. I, I listen to a podcast this week uh, at work. I, I have a lot of free time to listen to stuff because I'm by myself, and I listened to a podcast about Cthulhu and Lovecraft. And it was kind of weird how that happened on the week that I read Mister Miracle, which that's what made me want to reread it because I did. I picked up on that foreboding, even though I wasn't aware of it the first time. Right, so I got my brain going, and then. But, like, that's kind of what Cthulhu is and Darkseid is. They're ever-present, and they're there. And it wouldn't surprise me if we never get to see Darkseid throughout this. If I we just see the goings on. Yeah, because you have Glorious Godfried, who he's one of the, the minions of of Darkseid. And in, in some versions, he's a, like, talk show host spreading Darkseid propaganda. Here, he's a night show host that looks a lot like Conan O'Brien, which that <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah, right? it, it's basically, yeah, it's, it's actually, as can I just say, I love, obviously the art's great throughout, Jared's is great, yeah. but um, I love the effect on those pages where it's like, it's like it's showing you something's not quite right, it's like a distorted video feed, those panels. Yeah, it's, it's that's yep. it, it's got I like can a, feel, you can always hear the, I can, see the VHS, yeah. like, yeah, I can feel the static, right, like when you watch an old VHS, and it gets that staticky sound, and, and the waviness, like Connor was just pointing out. Because... And so, yeah, you feel something's not quite right. I don't think, like, I, I, yeah, I don't really feel like this interview is something that actually takes place. At least not mm-hmm. in, like, you know, on Earth. Like, on our, like it feels like more of an introspective thing that's happening. Yeah, because why, why would, if, if, if King's taking a chance that not pe- people aren't that familiar with the New Gods, why make it Godfrey? That means it would be something that Scott is, is trying to process, so that's who he goes to, right? Yeah. Yeah, let me sell it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's yeah. a lot going on in this book. Like, it is dense. Yeah, you you mentioned the art that I think this this issue shows how versatile Jarz is. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much different stuff going on. Like, if you go, you know, the very first page, it's all the 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 Bende dots, 
mm-hmm. that, that make it up. And then obviously you got like the the video effect on that one, and you know there's yeah. all sorts of things going on throughout the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. I even cause it, it does change quite a lot. You know, whenever he's in costume, it's looking really colourful. But when he's sitting there on the couch and he's looking depressed, he's got the bandages on. There's just this mm-hmm. moodiness to it, like the the. Uh, it just feels desolate and cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. everything's blue, and and then when even when Orion pops up, right, and he's bright and colorful until he enters that room, and then it even takes him over. But I like so. how even though like Orion and Scott they're both wearing red, but mm-hmm. even in, when they're in the same room, Orion's is visibly brighter, even though it looks yeah. like it's probably the same type of red. Yeah. Right. Uh, Going back to this weird rally, he's kind of like shifting. He's in two timelines or something like that. Uh, uh, Oberon, who's like you know dead in one, like Bard is like no, he, yeah. he died of cancer. Like he he's he's gone. But yeah, like you, he, he you just made the decision him. to pull the plug. Yeah, and yeah. it's like okay, is he in like two timelines or is he just seeing something? But like it's not even like he. As soon as even when he's told, he's like no, that didn't happen. He was just here. No, he's <laughs> he's just here. Yeah. And he tells the story from the beginning about the kids that were told to draw, mm-hmm. and the one kid drew God, and the teacher's like, that's not what God looks like. Uh, and the kid replies, like, what, not yet? Or, it how do you know? It is now or something? It is now, yeah. Which one of my friends theorized that that and, could oh, be a no, story about did, Jack Kirby. The line was until now. That was the I was how he responded at the it end was, of that, that little story. Yeah, like, until, yeah, now. until now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, one of my friends brought up that that could be a, a story about Jack Kirby. Because he was very interested in drawing gods, and whatnot, and mm. it, it seems to fit in along those lines. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you get the full page Dark Siders right after he finds out that uh, Highfather's yeah. been killed, and that they, they need to go back to New Genesis for war. Because uh, it's I almost time. expected that to be the final page. Me too. Yeah. Like, and when I, I turned, there was it, more, and, and there was more. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because. It's almost like it's past that line where it's like, okay, the panic's there. The thing he was worried about most has kind of happened. So now mm. it's like post that, okay, and it's and it's obviously them going through the mother box. And it's like that's what? why I'm saying that close up at the end of uh, Bardi, you can clearly see her eyes are blue, which her eyes con- are blue, which contradicts yeah. the story earlier on. So but her eyes have always been. Red. I, I like how you know you say after that moment where they go right, okay, this is what we've got to do. It's it's brighter. It's like they've got past it and accepted it yeah. almost. Yeah, That's, I wanted to point that out too. It's also because like, so according to to Orion, Darkseid's gotten the anti life equation, and or according to High Father, not Orion, mm. and because he was they were talking on New Genesis, walking along the beach, and then he gets the call from Orion that uh, High Father's been killed. Yeah, and and yeah, so it almost makes me wonder like. If this is a, a thing where it's playing with realities, like is is one that Darkseid has gotten it and one hasn't, and he's jumping back between both of them, like, or or is it a, like a relief that Darkseid has gotten the anti life because he's changed reality? Like I don't. This is where my brain takes me, and then I'm like, "What is going on?" I have well, no... well, it was the question. Look, is, is, if he's jumping between two realities, is it because he tried to kill himself, and he, that's put him right. in this weird place because because of who he is, because he's this new god, mm-hmm. that that's what's done it. He's trying to kill himself, has created this rift where he's traveling between these two worlds, or mm-hmm. is it because Darkseid has the anti-life equation that's causing this? Right. Mm-hmm. Or because I also 
or, or even if it's Mr. Miracle did it himself, is he stumbled upon the Antelev equation? Is that what he's done? I think, here's my theory after reading it twice, is he is the Antelev equation. He is the embodiment mm. of it, right? Because his whole thing is to put himself in an impossible situation and then get out of it. So he's almost a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Something that's there that's not supposed to be. An anomaly. Uh, an anomaly, right? And like so that's why he, <laughs> that's why he, he always has to get away from Darkseid. And that's why he doesn't want to go fight Darkseid because if Darkseid does finally figure all of that out, then he has the anti-life. Hmm. There's also this uh, recurring theme where someone knocks him down and tells him to stand, and then he gets up and yeah. says standing. Because Orion does it, and then at the end, Bardo does it as well. Mm-hmm. It's like when he's showing to be weak in some way, because that's what Orion shows up to do. He's like, "Now you've been weak. You've tried to do this to yourself." So he, he comes to like <laughs> smack some strength into him, essentially, uh, and then Bardo does it once again at the end uh, to sort of give him courage before before it's yeah. time to go. So it, it, when Bardo does it, though, it feels like a thing they did on Apocalypse, and that's mm-hmm. why. Orion tries it to him, but even though Orion's from Apocalypse, he isn't. Yeah. You know, he just has that tie. So when she gets mad at him, it's like, well, no, you you haven't earned the right to do that to him. Like, you have no idea what we're going through. Because they've experienced the horrors of Darkseid first. Yeah, Barda, Barda gets pissed. She's like, oh, we didn't have yeah. the luxury of pillows on, on Apocalypse. Right. I think it was one of the lines she said. Yep. So, yeah, this just makes me like I really like like I don't like the new gods like Tim does like he's really about them. Yeah, but this makes me want to read some more of those things because it's such a high concept. It it kind of speaks to that the, the part of me that really loves Thor seems like I would really love the mm-hmm. new gods. There's yeah. a there's a sale on Comicsology right now until Monday uh, with oh. uh, the original stuff from Kirby. Good, good so. to know. Might be worth looking into that if you are wanting to have to yeah. track down, you know, because there's so much of it. Yeah. There is. Uh, where to start? Well, that basically cycle. that sums up getting into comic books in general. Though, really, is like, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, but this it, it, it is a does, specific. But... Yeah. This is a specific thing because most of the time, DC kind of ignores the new gods unless they really need to. So you you get John's using them in that Justice League run, but really only Darkseid because he's attacking on multiple reality fronts like yeah. we're and we're kind of even getting that in the justice league movie with, with steppenwolf yeah but for the most part like high father and orion like they're kind of there but we don't use them until it, it really is just apocalypse that gets used isn't it yeah it's because he's an easy villain to do i think i think for a lot of people who don't really delve into the new god stuff you can just treat dark side oh he's this big bad who's on this planet who wants to take over earth and that's just that you can leave yeah. it be that simple and it kind of works and it's fine yeah sure if you don't want to delve into mm-hmm. us but there is this more stuff to it there is all this mr miracle and escaping from apocalypse and orion and high father and this never-ending war and the anti-life equation it's all this extra stuff that once you do start diving into it, it's quite in depth. It's, you know, it's quite heavy. Yeah. It's almost intimidating to, to start approaching and that's, it. That's it. Uh, yeah, intimidating is the right word. Yeah, it is like dark side. Maybe that's what dark side is means. It's just the new gods stuff, and it's just, it's just it's always there staring at you. Just just know. people try and ignore it, but but really yeah. DC knows it's there. Yeah. We're gonna have to acknowledge mm-hmm. it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say actually one of my favorite panels of the book is actually the image of uh, Barda in the hospital waiting room with other regular her, people, but she's in full costume. Yeah, she's got her face mm. down. Like yeah, she's, she's crying. definitely distressed. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. I, I, just, I, I actually really love uh, their relationship. It's just very interesting because she's this, you know, big tough soldier of a woman, but she's yeah. she's fallen for this person who has shown her other ways. It's just, there's a really nice uh, relationship there. Yeah. yeah. And the art too. We we've gone on and on about it, but it is really yeah. Gerard's like. <laughs> You guys are big fans of the rooftop story. I like the art there. Here, I think it works a little better because it's not as dark and it has a little bit more mood to it. But him and King, I don't think can do much wrong. Yeah, it, it definitely makes me want to go check out Sheriff of Babylon, which was also yeah, the, the two mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, this is an excellent start. Like I am, I'm excited about how big this feels. This feels like an epic story that's just starting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where it goes, and uh, and I, I I think it was one of them. I don't know if it was. It may have been Jared Rowling King, but I think one of them said uh, on Twitter that this is basically New God Rebirth. So, mm. and it is in continuity. They said that there's going to be big things coming from this potentially afterwards. Um, I'm it it does feel like the sort of thing I'd expect to be in you know in the fourth world saga. Hmm. Like it feels yeah. like a continuation of that stuff, whereas. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like we said, a lot of the stuff they do with Dark Side, it's like, okay, that's definitely the DC stuff rather than the Well, yeah, because when, when they've tried to incorporate them more into the superhero realm, you get stuff like Countdown and Death of the New Gods, and you, you watch Dark Side die like three different times, and none of them were, none of them were of the same moment, and then you had him die again in Final Crisis, which felt like that was a proper New God story, you know, mm. just because it had this big epic feel. So the fact that he's going to try to rebirth them, because we even got, you know, they talked about the Justice League here being worried about Scott and yeah, Superman. Yeah, they mentioned Clark the flying, out, yeah, flying outside his window. Yeah. So the fact that, yeah, Barda and Miracle are members of the Justice League at some point, you know. But then again, if this is a rebirth, then they can hit reset after all of this, you know, and, and now it's just the new gods and that's what they are proper. Yeah. Oof, yeah, dense. Yeah, very dense. Uh, exciting. Obviously, we're going to be doing uh, the, the rest of the series. Uh, yeah. So, Do you know what? considering uh, I thought Matt was relatively down like going in, like Matt was saying, oh, I didn't not like it, but yeah. early impressions felt like he didn't really love it the same extent me and Peter did. He seemed to be very into it in that discussion. Still, I feel. Yeah. Like- oh, I'm so into it. Like it just when it comes to stuff that's more ethereal and like. I like I like straight to the point stories. That's why I like pulp stories, right? Because it's good, bad, easy, like caveman drawing comics. Like that's what I like. Uh, uh, and again, that that's what draws me to superheroes. And here, when you start to to make things a little more shadowy and they blend together, I don't know how to take it. So I was just like, well, no, I need good guy, bad guy here, guys. Come on. And that's definitely not what this book's not about. The first thing definitely is, though, much more. Is that I think what's clear, though, is as soon as Matt started to actually talk about what was in the book, it seems yeah. like his interest shot up as he was theorizing. Yeah. It's yeah. almost it's almost like, Matt, when it comes to stuff like this, and that's not just comics, I'm just thinking of what your tastes yeah. are in movies and TV and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is when something is a bit more abstract, you tend to be against it initially. Yes. But then once you actually start talking about it, it's almost like you realize why everyone else likes it. But some exceptions. I, I, it, it's it's like when you're reading or watching, you're you're, you're not really thinking about it. To the, then once you're talking about, it, you're in the discussion. You 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 engage your brain. It's like oh, I get it now. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Think about it as you're as you're reading it or watching it, as whatever the case may be. I guess is my advice. No good guy, bad guy fight. That's what I need. 
You're a simple man, man. That's that's it. If we ever do shirts, that's what I need. That's my shirt. No, it's not. We've got, we've got a shirt for you already. It's this one. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. For the audio I'll people... Show you good guy, I'll show you good guy, bad guy fight right now. <laughs> for the audio people, the uh, Connor Kent button has been initiated on the screen. Um, for those who are it's not, not familiar imaginary. with it. I'm telling you guys. Just wait. Hey, that's a nice segue into to tech. Oh, huh? maybe maybe it is. Um, I, I, you know, I almost want to edit a black screen in here, just saying Connor isn't. Just, <laughs> just before we go into the next, the next review, I'll probably forget and not know. do it. But just, think, just in case I don't, you better I'll, do it. I want people to know that I thought of it, just so that you've got the idea in your head. That'll take us on to Detective Comics nine six two, James Tinney in the fourth, and Alvaro Martinez. And this was wrapping up the current arc with uh, Ascalon and Azrael and all that jazz. <laughs> Um, and a lot of it did amount to like a, sort of a big fight in the belfry. Uh, everyone sort of, you know, yeah. sort of congregates there. Fight gets going. Clayface takes some licks, man. Tinian loves to destroy Clayface. Poor, poor like. Clayface. He, he does get the shit yeah. beat out of him. It's, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. Um, yeah, he just reforms, though. I get it. I would do the same if, if I could, you know. Yeah. I, thought was a, I thought this was a strong conclusion to maybe not our favourite arc of the book, but. So, solid I, enough. Honestly, I think this issue kind of really solidified my problem with the arc as a whole. It's mm. that it feels that it's these very two disparate, separate stories. You know, you've got the, the Batman Zatanna stuff and you've got the, the Ascalon stuff. And they don't really feel like they interact. And here it's just like suddenly they're, they're pushed together. I kind but, of feel like how do they fare it if Batman was fighting Ascalon along with, with Jean Paul early on? You know, like, maybe they could have gotten, like, if Batman was there, maybe they wouldn't have had to fight John Paul. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. Um, so, so maybe that'll come up later. I ended up really liking this arc, which is weird for me, because they it deals with the whole idea of Batman being the savior and being that tying bind for, for John Paul. But you get a super cool image of this big, gigantic cloud bat uh, that, yeah, that looks cool. like... Yeah, it looked like when I think was Scarecrow sees him in, in Batman Begins when he's under yeah. the fear gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. reminded me a lot of that version, so that was pretty cool. I liked all that, and then it kind of at the end, I it really was a Deus Ex Machina, and I because it is the God Machine, like so. If that was, I mean, it is, but to be fair, they set it up as it, it, it's not that satisfying. <laughs> uh, I just, I feel like it didn't build like with the two separate plots. Like, like yeah. they're just they're just suddenly together and they 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 solve each other mm-hmm. sort of thing. But they didn't build to it. Like you, said, you literally have Batman and Zatanna teleport in, and it's like oh, okay, we're part of this now. Well, they did that last issue. Bye. Right, right. But yeah. Um, that said, though, you you did fist pump a little bit though the final little message that Ascalon says before he because obviously mm. he gets given the the the, the sphere. And it shows him the truth, and he sort of like realizes the error of his ways, of his, all his coding yep. and everything he's been built to believe. And he's like, "Okay, we we need to go and do things." And when I say we, he's talking to basically his inner child that we've been seeing in these sort of yeah. in the head sequences. And just before he goes, he's like, "Oh, Batman! All that that turmoil you've been going through, that that the loss of that one boy has been driving you so much recently. Uh, he's alive, by the way. Timothy Drake is alive, and then he vanishes, and Batman's left there on his knees. Uh, I can't lie; I really like that moment." Because it's, 
As did I. But yeah, I also forgot point. that Batman doesn't know that Tim's alive and he thinks he's dead. So I was like, yeah, duh. Oh, wait. In story. <laughs> so, yeah. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I, I, no, I like that moment a lot. I, I think it raises the stakes that Batman now knows that Tim's not dead. Like, the fact that they know yeah. he's somewhere uh, is interesting. And it wouldn't surprise me if the next couple of issues before we start the... Uh, Oh, the next one issue actually. We've got one. We'll get one left before. Uh, what's it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonely Place of Living is what the, the arc's called. Where Tim comes back uh, next month. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, you know, it's like Batman looking into the like, where could he be? What was going on? And maybe, maybe that's uh, how Tim actually, or at least partly how Tim gets out, because there's someone yeah. on the other side trying to break in to looking get him. for him. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. as intentional the, the the method be or won't be. Uh, maybe that's what. And gives him the edge. and we already know that in that arc we get to see who his cellmates have been. So yeah. Well, yeah. Just, just, someone... just to clarify, we know no. we know that we find out who his cellmate is. We don't actually know what his cellmate is yet. No, no, no. Yeah. But in that arc, yes, we will find out. We will. Yeah, just like and... in the action comics arc, we'll find out who Mister Oz is. Yes. Exactly. I feel like you know this is a term because obviously Batman's had a a dead Robin for a while again now. Yeah. <laughs> And it's but, you know, we had Robin. That's right, so one. so Duke's next. Yeah, it's, it's close enough. What oh. you mean he's orig- the, the, char- the character's getting an original series that's you know an ongoing. It's, it's only three. It's a issues. dead signal. It's a dead signal. Huh? <laughs> What's this? The issues yeah. business. When, when when did they say it was the issues? Uh, I read an article the other day about it that said it was three issues because it's oh, co-written right. by uh, one of the guys from Snyder and one of the <laughs> one of the you know DC's writers workshop thing. Ah, right, okay, okay. I think it's one of them. All I know is that's the most Snyder thing ever. To make this big deal about the signal and just be like, nope, you're gone. <laughs> Hit that eject button. Right, especially what uh, happened with Harper Row. Just... Yeah. Yeah, and I liked Harper, so that was annoying. Uh, Me too. If if Harper Row ended up being the signal, I would be much more... She, she's like... off at university. She's coming back. She's Spe- coming back for summer. Speaking of the signal, by the way, uh, we got the new costume this week, actually. I forgot about that. We got this co- this image of his new outfit. Yeah. He's the day man. He's the day- fighter of the night man. <laughs> yeah. So that, that cracks me up. I don't even watch that show, but I get that reference. <laughs> so, after I said he's day Batman, and I think it was James that fixed it to day yeah. man, it, that, that killed me. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I kind of... Like his look at the minute, you know the you know the, the yellow biker outfit. Oh no, I hate the biker yeah. look. I hate it with a passion. I don't mind. I liked his We Are Robin, where he was just essentially wearing a leather jacket that had Robin on it. Like he felt much more street level, and I feel like yeah. we're kind of missing the street level Batman characters mm. right now. So yeah. it would have been nice to put him there, and maybe that's the plan, or maybe he's you know gonna get. Thrown the, into the sun, for all we know. I don't the new, know. The new outfit is a little bit Wolverine looking, but it does look better than the current one, I think. Uh, ah, I th- see, I'm not a fan. I, I prefer the current one. I, nah. I really don't like the, the helmet on the new one. I think the helmet's the best part. It's not working for me. I like yeah. it. I like the pointy, pointy back, chin back, bits. Back to tech. We get, uh, <laughs> we get Ascalon cutting and running, right? And we find out that it's Jean-Paul's brother. Oh, that's right, like, yeah. That was, that was a revelation. How is, how is the machine his brother? Because Jean Paul's dad because, is the one that's behind all this. Because Jean Paul Senior coded mm-hmm. both of them, so that makes them both his children. That's that's what I got mm-hmm. from it. Well, that's what I got too. But at first, I was just like, "Well, they're definitely taking this inner child thing a step farther than so I just, thought they were." This is a this is a strange family. Wait, when can we have a sitcom about them? <laughs> yeah, Jean Paul well, and Ascalon and, and 
Yeah, we get the Azrael Batsuit back, right? And then it goes right away because he wants to fix his suit of sorrows, which I'm not a big fan of. I like I, the I think Azrael Batsuit. I, I think I get that decision, though. I think I get the decision to not want to have the the, the Azrael suit look like a Batman suit. I think I, I get that reasoning, I think. Just in terms of making him his own character, making him feel different, uh, even though he's still got the Batman coding in there, which you know makes him part, you know, part yeah. Batman. So he's like it'd be ally, nice to but... have it around for a little while rather than just yeah. the, the one issue, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too fussed. It does look cool. Like it it's got the big old talents on it. Like mm. man, you, can, you can't not like it, can you? Okay. No. Uh, we, we do see Raz- we see Razal Ghul at the end of the issue go after uh, Jean Paul. Senior, yeah. uh, they're they're working some sort of a life, and it wouldn't surprise me because this is the second time I've seen Razagul this arc. In the flashback, he was there to see Zatara, so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if something's brewing with the three of them now. Yeah, so we know that the colony is still kind of in play, right? Because that mm-hmm. that didn't really get washed up with with the League of Shadows, and we know that Razagul wants to push the League. Like he wants his own League of Shadows because that got out of his hand. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's going to try to mix magic and technology if, and create some unholy union going forward. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It does uh, make me It does make me question, though. That that flashback with Zatara was, like, you know, however many years ago, and then this scene yeah. at Tears present day, at least seemingly with uh, Jean-Paul Sr., and I'm like, how long has he been getting this plan uh, going? I, I'm intrigued as to who whose planet is, because he talks about our organization and, you know, mm. our benefactor. Like, So it's not right. the League. Vandal Savage. <laughs> Could be. Oz. Names out. Could be Oz. Oz. This could Wait, be Oz if, I mean, if Oz... Was work? I don't know. Uh, Roz would be a perfect guy to work with, Mister Oz. Yeah, because they both kind of share this strength through, you know, cutting out the bad. Uh, I, I want to point out my favorite moment of this issue. Actually, I would say the the Tim uh, obviously yeah. revelation. That was obviously a great moment. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, is like flying outside, like zapping uh, robots with magic, mm-hmm. and Kate says, "I want to marry her," and then Cash just says. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Cass is killing me. Cass is great. Cass, Cass's she's... moments in every issue, like, in the last, like, I don't know, six months, has been, like, phenomenal. So, for yeah. real. So I like that they've been able to take these side characters that people kind of forgot about, like Stephanie Brown. She got a nice arc. I don't think anyone know. forgot about Steph or Cass, though. That's, I mean, that's maybe a weird phrase. Maybe it. Cass. I feel like, because Steph had the whole, yeah. you know, the the whole initiative to bring it back. But no, no one really mm. did that for Cass. No. And that's what I mean. Like they thought they could just give us Barbara Gordon's Batgirl and be like, okay, here you guys go. You got a Batgirl. Like, Every yeah, we, Batgirl we've had two other ones. Mars. That's what I'm saying. Yes. There we go. Every one of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Stephanie Brown got this cool spoiler specific, you know, arc and even Tim got a cool, because not that he was forgotten, but he was, he's, He's been kind of left in favor of, of Damien, you know? Like, he doesn't have his own book. He was, like, one of the only Robins without his own book at a point. Who? So, Tim. But Tim's the only one that had his own book for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking recently. I'm talking, okay, like, right. Nightwing had his book. Damien had a book. You Did know, Damien have a and... book? Did Damien well, yeah, have? yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman and oh, Robin. Yeah, Damien and Batman. That's Batman and Robin, though. Tim no, but, had no, but, 
Tim had a Robin book for like no, a decade. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I see what I see what Matt's saying. He's saying during like right. the, the New Fifty Two time period. Okay, sure, New Fifty Two. Okay, like, I, I get I get what you mean there. Right? And, and and onwards from there, you know, like round about that. Like, Actually, was... Matt, Matt, Teen Titans. He had Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's not, not that's really an ensemble Tim. book, isn't it? And it was. That's <laughs> it's not, it. It's not really Tim. That wasn't really Tim, though. We all we all know that. Whereas, okay, and and like... in in defense of the Batman and Robin one. Batman yeah. had a bunch of other solo, but he had Detective and Batman mm-hmm. alone before you consider anything else. So Batman and Robin really was Damien's book, and it was Batman playing off Damien rather than being about the pair of them. Ah, uh, sure, technicalities. Uh, I'm just... just saying, like, and now my whole point was to roundabout, not to argue all that, was we've gotten all these arcs with all these secondary characters that Batman's there, but he doesn't factor in as much. You know, Batwoman and Tim got that first one, and then there was the Monster Men that they all had to work together. Clayface is getting some shine, and Cassandra's getting some shine. It's nice, like it really is an ensemble book, and that's that's why yeah. I like reading this one so much. Yeah, no, text great, and even even though I think Batman's starting to outshine it in terms of just like pure storytelling, this is yeah. maybe this has got a better cast of characters for me to like come yeah. back to every every issue. Yeah, um, Luke Fox even like. Maybe like him. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't care about him before this. Like, I tried to read his Batwing, and it just it didn't land. But Tinian seems to know what's up, so he can keep writing this as long as he wants. Yeah, all right, okay. There's Detective. That'll take us on to Action Comics 985, Rob Williams writing, Gillen March on art. Um, now, we spoke Guys, about... <laughs> the late 90s are back in this book. We spoke. This felt like a late '90s Superman book if I've ever read one. We spoke uh, when this was announced that there was going to be a couple of issues without uh, you know the usual team without dragons, and I'd forgotten about it until I opened mm-hmm. the book and I went, "Oh yeah, I vaguely remember this." And well, you say that, but I I missed that episode where you discussed that, so mm-hmm. I didn't know this at all. I missed this news entirely. <laughs> when did Jurgens suddenly become crap? So uh, no no no. I, I went to read this. It was going to be the first issue I read. I was like, oh yeah, I'll start with action comics. I like action comics. Opened it up, saw Williams and March, and just went, nope, <laughs> I'm reading something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you saw like Gillum March's? Well, Gil, is it Gillum? Gillum? William? Yeah, I think so. Gillum March. I used to like his art when he was doing some of the Gotham books. I think it lends itself to darkness. Just with the way that he does layouts. you can hide the shittiness. Yeah. He should never be allowed to draw Superman again. And that might uh, sound harsh. No, no, no. But this, there's... The very first page is atrocious. Well, and then there's the, the page after that where he's in like this weird contorted... When he's above the sub that, in the uh, air. No, that, that's actually my bigger problem with the art is actually the, the, the body posing... Uh, that, that's right, the, yeah. that's the biggest at, thing I've got. Look at his his abs on that very first page, and you know like, mm-hmm. what what is going on there? Yeah, just not my thing. Like, uh, uh, yeah, like there's, there's weird things like like you say above the submarine. He's got this weird thing where he's he's top of it, but he, he almost looks like Mister. F- uh, I was going to no, I'll pick a DC character. I was going to say Mister Fantastic, but no, no, uh, Plastic Man. He's almost got, he almost looks like Plastic Man, like sticking his neck out. That's what yeah. it kind of looks like. I mean, even, Matt, even on, that same page, on that same page, the bottom panel, where it's just, you know, him flying forward and it's yeah. his face, I think that just looks ugly as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that panel doesn't bother me as much. Like, I, I, I mean, I get why it's not nice, but it, it like it's, it's, the, it's the top of that page that's, like, freaking Oh, that's me worse. Out. Don't get me wrong. 
Or yeah, even oh, the next page where, admittedly, I do enjoy that he's bitch slapped a wolf. Like that actually is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but he looks ugly. He did. Yeah. He backhanded the shit out of that dog, it man. You say he backhanded. It looks like the front of his hand still to me because of the way it's twisted. No, it's, he has a down pointed. Like he's doing the Naruto run. Also, and the only reason I know that is because kids at school do it and have to yell at him. Also, so. Actually, no. To me, it looks like he's, he's like he's a he's a figure skater, and he's just like he's, yeah. he's just he's just cop one of his poses. This is his ending stance. No, no, no look, because his his thumb is 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 down that way, so he's actually gone like that. So he's still hit with the front of his hand. Can you have it off screen? No one could see that. No, 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 no. Look, but he did that. That's the motion. It's that one. Yeah, it's the motion. But it's still the front of his hand. No, he backhanded. He went like this and then turned it. Yeah. Because of momentum. Yeah, the the, the impact, he's a frisbee. Yeah, the impact of the face of the wolf made his hand flip. But wait, no, if you're this is Superman, if you're throwing a frisbee, you wouldn't throw it like that. So I think Connor's onto something. Connor's never onto anything. Don't don't uh, power him. This is just poor art, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that said, uh, the machinist was surrounded by robotic animals. I kind of liked, like. Which, which is what made me think of... Matt, Matt, Matt they're not robotic what? animals. They're regular animals that are being controlled no. by robotics. No, go to that page where you first see the machinist. No, there's, that there's, wolf is made... There's two robotic wolves and two real wolves. Yeah. And then he does the same with the tigers later in. Oh, there's right. robotic tigers. Okay, I'm copping that up to the art because I never noticed those were robotic wolves. Oh, yeah, no, I noticed automatically. And then you got the one just chilling up there like a cat. I, I like, think that... that... That tells you how bad this art is. The fact that Pete just assumed that they were yeah. regular wolves. Well, that's, that's what I mean. It notice. felt like the late 90s again. Like when before I was reading comics like I do now, and I would find them in the newsstand, and so I would just buy them. You know, you know this is what a lot of that felt like. As much as, much as we are kind of shitting on a lot of this right now, I didn't actually hate this issue. Right? I liked the story. Yeah. The story was good. I thought there was a couple of character beats that felt a little bit, uh, just the yeah. writing was a little bit, like Superman was a bit too angry when he thought Lex was, mm-hmm. like, uh, Lois is worrying at the start, felt a bit weird, especially when she pointed out the arc in Superman, oh, I know we just went on a vacation, but you really need to take some time off. That felt really weird. Like The dialogue is super clumsy and very, like, expositional. Like, when people complain about Jeff Johns' exposition, I'm going to hand him this and go, no, <laughs> Johns is fine. <laughs> this is but yeah i liked a, like the whole first uh narration from lex see, yeah see see when see when it gets to lex see when it's superman and lex and lex is i think that's actually the one place where the, the art kind of works is he does a really mm-hmm. good lex being smug face yep and that that was working for me because mm-hmm. lex is being old school lex and i actually love that he, he shows up he's flying outside the it was the classic shot superman's floating outside of lex's penthouse yep. or the top of his business tower and lex yep. is like hey superman we don't do that anymore like no yeah. i oh, like that, that line. when was the last time we saw lex in green with the purple tie it's been a long time exactly so it's been a long time because even even when he was evil business lex it's always been a black suit with like yeah a red or a blue tie the green yeah. It's been a, so I liked seeing that. That again, it made it feel throwback. But yeah, obviously, the reason why he goes to Lex is because the the chips that the machinist is using is uh, based on Lex Lex tech. Uh, so right. he, he goes blaming Lex, and Lex is like, "No, I didn't do this." Which admittedly is a little bit annoying. How similar it is to Green Arrow's last issue, and and how much better the Green Arrow issue was. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, this. yeah. Like it just Percy and Williams are. There's kind of a reason Williams is on Suicide I- Squad. But that's I, like, just, that's I just, don't get it though. Like you have, you know, when he shows up, you have that page of him, well, panel of him screaming Luther, 
and then three pages later you've got him going oh a team up then yeah he's like smelling saying a team up yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying he's too angry at the start of that scene and i actually like i said i do like kind of the just the, the fun kind of like it feels like a throwaway story it's kind of mm-hmm. okay to see the machinist back i guess it's one of the the john's creations of the new 52 so that's why it's yeah it's sticking around um but it's okay, you know, it all builds to this cliffhanger where Lex gets overtaken with one of the chips because uh, Machinist yeah. has got little fly-y, nano versions that fly and around. And it's a super chip that if you try to re- to destroy it, it's going to kill Lex. Yeah. So Superman can't just heat vision it off. So Which got... are also, what, what are they called? There's something ticks. Mach- is it machine ticks? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna look this up because it's a really goofy name. Yeah, I don't got an answer for you, um, but like I, mind ticks. I, 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 I did have kind of fun with the plot. I like Lex. Um, it does fall down a lot more though when you compare it to that last issue of Green Arrow. Especially, it's just kind of weird that that Green Arrow ended with Superman telling Lex that. Well, not, not telling Lex, but if it, it definitely felt like they're in a better place right now, and it just this feels kind of weird coming right after it and. I just I feel like Superman was waiting for a reason to yell at Lex, like he's just been chomping at the bit. Hmm. Versus in Green Arrow, where he's just kind of keeping an eye on him, and if he steps out of line, yeah. he'll be right there to kind of talk him, like, "Hey, what's going on, man? You're not acting like yourself lately." That this felt uh, like it was more, not, not, not that Percy's subtle, but that that no, felt like more like a super, definitely not. That felt more like Superman, where he's just keeping an eye on it. Yeah, whereas this mm-hmm. felt like more. No, no, he's he's just waiting. He's like he's like the angry yeah. person waiting for him to mess up so he can bust in and yep. you know tell him what's for, uh, exactly. which, which feels on Superman. So uh, that said, though, like you say, it felt very nineties. It did have some fun elements to it, and I, I'm not necessarily like angry that I'm going to have to read another issue of this before we get oh, back no. to uh, the main thing. Connor but, over there is looking angry as hell. Though. I, 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 this is one of those examples where you you two have have said a few times where. If the you know if if the story's all right, you can overlook bad art. Yeah. But I, I I can't when it's when it's like this. I just get yeah. angry, and it infects the story for me. So I look at this issue, and I just get angry. Yeah. And I just hate it. I just, I've I've read far far worse that made me want to throw. I've, stuff. I've also seen this far didn't more make art. me want to throw it. You that, know. That this to me isn't like the worst art ever. It's just really it's just really Goofy's nineties art. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I found like like uh, you know when all the missiles come up, like I found it really hard to follow that page. Like I actually struggled to follow what was going on and you know where where things were happening. Get good. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have to. This you know this should this should be clear. This should be. It's a it's a basic <laughs> no, action sequence. It should be clear as to what's going on. I see it. I had no problem with that. I'm looking back at Reddit right now, and it reads like a normal comic. Like. You follow the descending action. Like Lex gets hit, and then you follow him down, and then Superman gets hit. So I don't know. Maybe it's just so much of a mess that I struggled. Yeah, I just don't think you like Gillen March that much. I like, really don't. Yeah. So. But you know, there's so Matt, many explosions if... on that page that that I, that I think that's what was throwing me off. I was like, right, what's happening where? Because of all of them. Do you know, Matt? I'm starting. Yeah, to, but... I'm starting to suspect that Connor didn't like this issue that much. Uh, just me a too. Sne- sneaking feeling. Which... And, and I went in because this is the last thing I read, and uh, I just I was waiting to hate it, and then when I didn't, I was like, oh well. Oh no, uh, I, it's it's by far the worst thing I read this week. Oh no, I, 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 I oh no, I I did leave uh, the worst for last, and we'll get to yeah. that a bit later. Yeah, I, I I opted out of that one, so yeah. 
That, that um, may have been worse. I'm, I'm not disputing that. See, That's what I said. How, the worst. But I, talking about this issue is how I felt about the one we're going to get to. Honestly, though, I didn't... I mean, I thought this was mediocre, but I still had an okay time with it. Like, I, I didn't hate my... Like, I wasn't angry when I finished it. I was like, oh, oh. my God, that was terrible. I was like, oh, that was just a fun, goofy, old-school Superman story. Whatever. I'll yeah. read the next one. It'll be fine. Then we can, okay. then we can get to the meat next month with the, uh, with the Oz effect. So we're yeah. cool. Oh, man. I, I yeah. really like the variant. The variant cover's real nice. I like this. I like the cover on. Well, no, I didn't like the cover on this one. That's. I'm thinking of something else. Definitely, the variant's much better. <laughs> Who we? All right, that'll take us on to the Flash because Wonder Woman got delayed. I'm so used to going to Wonder Woman after Action Detective, but yeah. uh, we're going to the Flash number twenty-eight. Joshua Williamson writing and Carmine D. J. Domenico on art, and this is the start of the negative Flash art, which obviously comes right out of the last arc, where that's where he got these negative colors. Yeah. Uh, so basically the gist of this is that Barry, his powers are uncontrollable right now. He's kind of like fluctuating. He also seems to have a bit more of a temper as well. But yep. he's, like, he's chasing after these these bad guys on these fancy bikes and they're trying to like, you know, rob an armoured car. And But when he, by the time he finishes, he looks back and he's just he's ruined the street behind him. There's like cars flipped all over the place. There's fire everywhere. He's just caused nothing. Looks like the chaos. Hulk has gone through Central City. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um... And that's that. So it's, it's that him trying to control that stuff, and then on top of that, we have um, what's this villain that came back? I forget his name. Um, 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 Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Yeah. So we got Shrapnel's back in the city. He's he's causing trouble. That's kind of the big cliffhanger. And then meanwhile, and he's sort of day job sort of plot line because uh, he's not really speaking to Iris right now. He's, he's, he wants to speak to Iris. He's feeling shitty about you know everything that's went down. Uh, yeah. But uh, Captain Sign sort of brings him in and. Uh, it's like okay, we've got a leak. Someone in the department is leaking evidence, and it's you know causing all all these problems with all the cases. All these criminals yeah. are walking through, so he gets like you know Barry and a couple of other trusted detectives. Right, you guys need to solve this problem. You need to look for what this leak is. Who's the mole? Whatever, find it. Uh, and it's that that was kind of the issue. That was that was the, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was a decent issue. I didn't love it. Um, no, I, I do like what Williams is saying though about the native speed force, like. I don't necessarily think it's a thing. I I think it's just Barry's mindset. I feel mm. like he's going to center himself and it's going to go away. But he, it's Probably. something that he's going to, to have to keep in check. I think I think for me, the issue was decent. I like what it's setting up, but it, it felt kind of kind of lacking as a full issue of a comic. Like See, see when I got to the last page and it said, oh, cliffhanger, next time on, I'm like, oh, really? We're done. Yeah, like, I felt like I hadn't got a full serving of a story, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And Shadow's got such a weird look to him, too. He does. Like, he does. He does. I, I didn't like looking at him. Like, <laughs> uh, quick. Yeah, yeah. The, the, his his face is a little strange. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, I I love the the first half of the issue, especially. I think it it's you know. The art is just fantastic when he's you know oh, yeah. running through and the city's just. I love when you know when he, when he runs off and the 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 symbol just kind of hangs in the air. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, oh yeah, that was quite nice. I like the the full page spread where he looks back and he sees the chaos behind him. That's a really nice page. Yeah, that's a really nice. Well, page. you also got his lightning blowing up the armored truck that he was trying to save. Yeah, you know, like so it's completely unpredictable and. I like that that's where his mind is right now. He doesn't know what's going on. Usually Barry has it all together and he can balance life as the Flash and, and as Barry Allen. 
And that's why he's always late because that's his one problem is keeping schedule. Yeah. And then here, Singh didn't even notice he was late when he called him in because he thought he was going to get uh, a butt chewing. And it's because of the leaking. And he put him with that, that girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, she's Kristen. Familiar. Yeah, with Kristen and, and the two uh, detectives because they don't want internal affairs brought in. And I like that. I like that, that Singh recognizes that, yeah, Barry's like the one of the best CSIs we have despite his, you know, tardiness issues. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like he does get the job done to an excellent yeah, standard. So yeah. it kind of excuses it and lets him And of course, here at the end of the issue, he, like, after this meeting with Singh and all that, he, he goes outside. And even though he repeatedly said at the start, you know, after the whole chaos and then the opening of the issue, mm-hmm. he, he goes into the alley, he's like, I can't use my powers anymore, it's too dangerous. So he gets the bus back to work, right? So he's really right. late because he gets the bus. He's not even got his super speed to use. But he sees these bikers again after you're outside the station, and he gets so like taunted by the fact they're doing it right in front of the station that he just immediately, you know, suits up and races off after them, causing Barry Allen, chaos. Welcome to being me. <laughs> it's the little things that set you off when you're in a bad mood. It's like the guy that's chewing too loud at the movies behind you. <laughs> like, you know, for Barry, it's these guys, you know, parading in front of the police station and. Yeah, the fact that this is only three issues means that I think he's going to resolve it quick. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think the negative speed force is something that's hanging around too long, but I like that it'll be an addition to the Flash mythos going forward because I like it as a concept. Like, it might be something he has to keep in check Yeah, going forward. Yeah, I love a lot. I mean, I, I mean this is a fine issue. I just, I, I, in the it, same way I say it left me kind of feeling like I didn't get a whole sort of yeah. full course, as, as it were. Uh, I feel kind of similar in terms of talking about it. I almost feel like I have nothing left to... Really... Uh, yeah, I feel it's a very simple issue to discuss because yeah. not that much happens. Like you say, it's okay, we, we set up that this is a problem, but it never really develops beyond that. We set up that the leak is a it's a problem, but nothing yeah. happens with it. Yeah. You know, we, we don't get anything to actually discuss. We, we set up yet. that there's a villain here. We find out who it is at the end, but we, we you know, has to be end there before we actually get to the end of the fight. You know, right, you know, so, we, are, we, so. We, we're told that these things are what this arc is going to be but we don't see any of it in this issue yeah so so yeah. it's kind of a weird one in that sense but uh, it's definitely setting up some interesting stuff uh, so that'll take us on to titans number 14 uh, dan abnett writing brett booth on art um this was an issue about pizza and uh poison pizza and what a team must do to make sure that this doesn't happen again uh no no, no one else Having fun with the pizza jokes, okay. Um, no. So, I mean, that, that, that is accurate, but uh, basically, this was it mixed the what with the cliffhanger from last time, which is okay, one of us is a traitor, and Nightwing breaks out some gear that he had from Spiral, which is going to like analyze them all and see if Adam was being corrupted in terms of a, a psychic kind of mm-hmm. uh, invasion. Uh, meanwhile, it cuts with sort of a timeline because they end up getting pizza during this, and it's poisoned, which leads to these uh, these sisters from Atlantis who are obsessed with uh, with Garth and want to. Sure. It, it, it does remind me that, that it was I think it was uh, Garth who was like right ordering the pizza, mm. and obviously on the Teen Titans it's it's Gar who loves pizza. Right. Mm. Just uh, I just thought that was, maybe that's intentional. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, so yeah, you have all the fighting sort of, and it's cutting between the two sort of like 
timelines. So you, you, you sort of. It, it, I thought it was a well structured issue. I appreciated the pacing of it. I felt like it was nicely bouncing from some character stuff to some action stuff, and and back and forth. Um, I I, I kind of like this issue. I was into it. I was into. I did. I did not. Did I not like so this tired. one. I'm getting tired of the Melrose Place drama. Like yeah. It's becoming a them. proper soap opera, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's fine and light stuff. Like, if they touch on it every so often, like, I was enjoying the, who who was the Arsenal, Wally, and, and Donna. I still don't understand why why Donna and Wally, like, I, is, is still a thing. I think you know? my problem is, is Booth can do the action sequences, but he can't do these character drama bits. Ooh, so they fall flat for think- me. Oh yeah, I've been saying that the whole. Abnett's pulling it off. Yeah, like I, I, I talk about why I don't like Brett Booth all day long, right? Like his art. He might be a nice guy. I didn't mean to say that I don't like Brett Booth. The art, not a fan of. But yeah, it's. I don't even think Abnett's pulling off the interpersonal. Like I got more excited to see Cave Boy, and and Harold show back up and whatever they're doing, and I have no idea. For one what page. Yeah, we got we got one page last issue, one yeah. page this issue. I, 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 yeah. If I'm going to critique it, actually, that would be my main problem. Is actually is that one page is not a lot to go on. But it all, all it really no. shows is that they're breaking in somewhere, and that's mm-hmm. about it. We don't really I think know that was else. that was pretty much the cliffhanger last issue as well. Yeah, like, they were like, right, we're going to do something. Yeah, and the, here it's we're doing something. No, no advancement. I don't. I, I think for me the issue flowed quite well. I thought the, the, the way it bounced around between the timelines was good. Uh, the character stuff, I actually. I don't know, maybe I'm just digging the soap opera stuff more than you guys are, but I kind of am. I guess, and, like, I, I kept reading this book because of Wally, and I'm finding myself that Wally's less of the focus, and that that's kind of disappointing for me, because through Titan's Hunt, like, mm. the way that that ended with there's a missing Titan, and we all know it's Wally West, and then here he gets a heart condition because Damien's a goes by, jerk. Do you know we were saying how, you know, all the Robins had their books, and you, and you were like, well, Tim Drake had Teen Titans. And yeah. like, it wasn't really his book. Right. This is starting to feel like that, where it's like, yeah, but this isn't really Wally's book, is it? No, and, and not that it should be, because his name's not in the title. It is Titans, like it's them. Mm. But uh, that was the expectation still, wasn't it? Yeah, and I wanted more with him, and that's why I tolerated the Donna and, hey, and I, Roy I, I, I liked, triangle. I liked his heart attack joke. That cracked me up. Yeah. yeah well, see, there, there's... there's pieces of brightness in there like that and he goes oh what too soon guys like because mm. that is wally that felt genuine yeah i think uh like you said structurally i think it works really well i like it for that stuff but i think it's these you know the the, the character dynamics these soap opera stuff is just getting so clunky i guess you know you know when donna literally comes up to him it's like oh you guys are fighting over me in the middle of this actual fight yeah that's that was super clunky and then when we get to the end, like the, the whole reason they're having pizza is because they're trying to ferret out the, the the traitor. And so Dick somehow comes across this technology from Spiral that he had laying around that'll let them, that'll scan them to find out who's being, who's lying. Mm-hmm. And so I like that aspect of it, but the payoff itself wasn't a big fan of, you know. Yeah, so, so the, the payoff, the, the, the cliffhanger mm-hmm. is that Dick is the one who's been affected and he like deletes the, the results and is like, right, what do you want me to do about this uh, to whoever he's talking to? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm whatever on the cliffhanger because I feel like it, uh, this is kind of one of these things that I hate about comic cliffhangers, especially when plots like this where 
they always have to have these cliffhangers like, oh, someone's betraying the team. And you know they're not really. Like, you know whatever explanation we're going to get in the next couple of issues is going to make it okay. Yeah. I just feel like it's a different Dick Grayson than what we've had, in even in this book. Like, suddenly Dick's different. And maybe yeah. that's on purpose because they're they're seeding something's not quite right. Oh, but... that was that was the other stuff I liked actually was uh was was Garth's like constant uh like two words, Dick, Lazarus and contract. Contract, yeah. Yeah, him goading him because he kept a secret was quite good. I thought actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also get to see more of his magic and what defines him as a character and what makes him Tempest. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got his big moment where he he, he literally shines, <laughs> shines bright, um, and it's like yeah, no secrets anymore. And so it... that, that that was I thought it was a really clunky. I think it was uh, the introduction with them. Uh, where was it? It was the trident. Uh, yeah, and it was it was uh, something to do with when they was talking to Lilith. It was near the start. It was very really clunky exposition. I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's right at the start, and you know, Lilith's asking, you know, oh yeah, they're in love with you, and she's like, yeah, I trained with them, and she's like, yeah, I already know this story, and but he tells her anyway. Yeah, like she well, starts because she's story. a psychic. Yeah. Well, the, right. you got to get the exposition does too, because I'd never heard of this these characters before. No, you I just think it mean? was a better way of telling, like, telling it to the, someone who's already starting the story, so they're already familiar enough with the story. Telling it to that person just felt clunky. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I I, 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 I enough fun with this. I mean, I don't think it's that close to being the best thing I'm reading right now. Obviously, but it's like I, I consistently get like a, a fun enough read out of it. I'm not. I'm not feeling too bad about it. Yeah, it's it's not awful. I just I I kind of wish it wasn't as clunky with you know like the the soap opera stuff. Like I feel like that it could be handled yeah. better. It has its it has its highs and lows. I think there's definitely been some great high points uh, in the issue yeah. so far. Specifically, when uh, we get a different artist for an issue, it's usually the, those tend to suddenly spruce up. It's like, oh, everything's elevated all of a sudden. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, but no. So um, that's Titans. That'll take us on to Supergirl number twelve. Steve Orlando writing Robson Roca on art. It's a shame Brian Ching wasn't here, uh, but I guess he needed a needed a break. I'll have to actually look in and see if he's a. Uh, if he's back for more issues soon, or if it's, mm-hmm. this is a permanent switch, but uh, so this, I, I'm sure Matt was somewhat excited about this issue because this was Emerald Empress and the and the yeah. Five. So so Pete read this before I did, and he kind of let me know the Emerald Empress stuff happens. Uh, I'm just gonna to peek ahead. I love this issue, <laughs> like this. Do you know what, Matt? I'm so glad because you were so down in the last issue. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you're, we're you're out of the Phantom Zone. And we're, we're, we got the Fatal Five, but not the traditional Fatal Five. We have ones that you could substitute in yeah. there. We got Selena, we got Magog, we got a clone of Solemn Grundy. I actually thought that was a really fun little yeah. sequence at the start when they're, yeah. they're st- they, they break into Arkham just to steal a bit yeah. of his hair. They just pluck a hair out. So, so Selena can yeah. magically clone him. And you have Indigo, who's a brainiac. Well, I just yeah. my voice cracks. I got excited. Um, and yeah, Emerald Empress, Magog, Indigo, Selena, and I'm who am I forgetting? Because there's five. Hold on, I'll get the picture. Grundy. Grundy. Yeah. Grundy. Yes, yes, yes. Grundy. There's the other. Um, one. And they all have. They all have. So something happens through here, and they're gonna start to change. Uh, 
Grundy, and I was like, oh, if they make him look like Validus, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> like, and, and I'm reading this over breakfast and being careful not to get too excited to ruin my issue. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, the Legion of Superhero stuff here, I'm... Because they even, they even talk about Saturn Girl. Like, the whole reason Emerald uh, Empress yeah, is here. Oh, that's a very interesting line, actually. Before it does not gloss mm-hmm. over that, because no. she says, someone wanted me to kill Saturn Girl. Yeah. And then, but then she basically says that, oh, but like, Supergirl is the one who's eventually going to defeat me. So I, she basically just drops the mission she was supposed to do because yeah. Supergirl is more of a threat to her personally. Um, because she felt that, that maybe the person that sent her on this mission wasn't sure. So she's like, mm. well, I'll get back to Saturn Girl, but Supergirl's the prime importance because she's been in my way, Yeah, you know, so, more recently. So so that's interesting. It's like, oh, so who? I mean, you're thinking, was it Oz? Was it someone else that we've been talking yeah. about? You know, like, but, so, so the issue starts, obviously, when the last one, the cliffhanger, where it looked like Cat Grant shot Supergirl with a kryptonite gun yeah. off uh, off the building. And yeah. what I like is, is they don't try and actually pretend like this is, could it actually be Cat. Like, right away, you see Cat no. doing, like, a, she's, like, doing, like, a speech on a stage in another part yeah. of the city. And, like, even if she's fallen, Kara hears her. She knows it's not her. I think that that's uh, indicative of, you know, those the cliffhangers you were just talking yeah. about in Titans, yeah. where... Like you know, at the end of last issue, yeah, that that wasn't gonna be it. Well, because we talked about that, and we thought maybe she came back to an alternate reality, and no, she didn't, because mm. they point out that that balcony that Cat was on disappeared right after she got shot off. Yeah, of it. it's all it's all an illusion. Everything about it's an illusion. Yeah, so so I'm wondering if it was Selena. But that had done it. That, this one, I mean, comics are really guilty of this a lot, but this one bothers me a lot less than the, the current Titan ones they've been doing, uh, because. The, the Titan ones, like, the, 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 I guess they're just not seeded it well enough, whereas here we, we have players who manipulate events and manipulate what mm. people are thinking. Uh, so, like, I, I feel like it was... And also, that's the other thing. Titans has done it, like, three issues in a row, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and it hasn't resolved any of them yet. Yeah, so, so by the third one, I'm kind of, like, groaning at it, whereas Supergirl did it once, and right away, it doesn't... You know, it doesn't mess around with this. Oh, yeah, start. it's fine. I, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's it's part of these expectations that you have when you see yeah. these at the end of an issue. You go, okay, right, yeah. okay. You're not, you're not angry. It's kind of what it goes back to that whole you know Captain America thing, doesn't it? From a year ago. Kind of. Aye, yeah. is it, the difference there has been that it's it's been a year, and handled. they're still they're still handling it. <laughs> well, they, they built a whole bad story, from what I hear. Yeah. Right, I, I'm not saying it was a good story or, yeah. or anything like that, but I'm just saying it was clearly that wasn't just the the answer of, of what it of was course, and, and people overreacted and it's it's kind of the same that you could do here people could overreact to that titans yeah thing. but they but see what i like oh the titans any as i say what i liked about supergirls they immediately like pete said they get to it and mm. they shot her with something that amps up her powers so it's not just a kryptonite gun it looked purple so it makes me wonder if we're going to be getting something to do with purple sunlight well, no, this, this is the thing; it has an effect on her powers because immediately, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of almost kind of similar to what's happened with the Flash, where her powers are kind of mm-hmm. uncontrollable. She's like, she ends up like using her heat vision all over the place, and she like yep. causes damage because she can't control our speed or our powers. Um, and she's like, oh, this is this shit. This is bad. Like, what's 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 happening? Um, and it's also given her like pay. Like, she's in school the next day, and she's getting like headaches and stuff. Like, it's really affected her uh, in a, in yeah, a big she- way. Because she's, it's, it's basically that scene in Man of Steel where he can't control what he's doing, and it's like he's overloaded. Yeah. Right? And so she ends up putting a hole in the school, like a sinkhole opens up because she's freaking out so much. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and, she doesn't actually do this, but it's almost like she sneezed, and the sneeze like caused like a <laughs> like just yeah. a big hole to like fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and so Ben is kind of onto her now, you know, like seemingly. I mean, I don't know if he's figured out that she's Supergirl, but certainly he no. he, he he helps cover for her here because afterwards he's like, yeah. yeah, I I mean, I said that yeah, like this floor was unstable, but they renovated this like I like a month ago. Like, there's no yeah, way that. Well, he's starting to put it together because he's around her more, like yeah. the whole Phantom Zone stuff, and even even with Cat, and they're they're battling over the scholarship thing. Yeah, well, like so, but that though is it, en- it ends with him saying like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to tell a Cat. You showed a moment of weakness." And I like right. that because obviously it ties into who Cat is, but I, I like that it's building up their friendship a little bit, and it's like, okay, he's yeah. becoming more of a character that's not just the guy who's around, like because. He he's yeah. you know he's considerate of those, those different things and like he's starting to actually yeah, have a personality. So they're building Kara's supporting cast, which I like because that, that's on the show. One of the things I like the most is her yeah. supporting cast. Most and, of them. And here they're doing it in the book. Yeah, well, most of them. And she she I feel she needs that friend that she can confide in. She really doesn't have that. She has her parents, and she has the the doctor not the doctor uh, was it Chase, the the. Director Chase. Help me out here. Yeah. The DEO. Yeah, the yeah. DEO girl. And, <laughs> the you know, girl. And that's it. The DEO girl, lady. That's good enough. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so, not Alex. That's what I call her. Not Alex. Uh, yeah. Which is all, I, kind of the same role. That's the, that's the one thing we don't have here, actually, is an Alex yeah. uh, character. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. and I feel they're kind of building Ben into that, you know? Yeah, maybe. Well, actually, I like, see him more of a... He Jimmy. He's more of the win. He's like the win. Or the win. Yeah. But not the show. as funny. Not yeah, yet. Give him time. Maybe he'll... To be fair, it's hard to reach those highs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good. But, um, so, so we have this, I like, there's this moment where she goes to her father, who's like, you know, in a big cryo tube, like, you know, this life support system yeah. and the DEO, and she's like, oh, father, something's happening with my powers, and like, I think you can hear me, and I think you can talk back, and she, 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 she at least believes that he's choosing not to, uh, even though he's like, he looks kind of half dead the way he's like sort of like floating there, but um, but what I really like is, is you hear this commotion because as this is going on, like Emerald Empress and the, the Five are like doing their stuff outside, like their plans are starting to initiate. Because a big part of what they're doing is they want to discredit Supergirl first, which is partly why they mm-hmm. shot her with the gun because they wanted to a make her powers unstable because that that way she looks like she's up to. Because obviously even at the start after the chaos, some people are like wait why did Supergirl just ruin like half the street or whatever. Right. Um, and then here they've got more plans to like cause more chaos, and that starts happening. She can hear the screams, and I like that she says to like Zorel, like I know you can hear them too. I have to go. It's it's risky because my powers are acting up, but I have to try and help them. Um, and it's just I like that. So we end with this big cliffhanger where she's 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 flying towards the the chaos, and she gets there, and it's uh, it's Grundy who's the hood of set unleashed on the on the streets. Um, which by the way I like that that panel just before he like attacks. Where uh, who is it? Is it? Is it? Empress or Selena, who does something to him, uh, but they it was have, Selena. Yeah, the, the art is very reminiscent. It reminded me a lot of the the, the first cover of Incredible Hulk. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the whole like you know, him becoming Hulk, and it's like you see the the sizes of growing him. up. Yeah, yeah, it looked like that. I thought it was well, pretty cool, and that's why I thought that they were going to turn him into like a validus like creature because he's a clone, right? Yeah. So if they mess with this one, no, no harm, no foul to Grundy himself. And so I thought like that would be the one tie because we have Magog, who's a lot like Persuader. The dude with the big axe in the mask, because mm. he has that lance, and then you have the other two that are filling the other the role. Yeah, he. Who I can't remember their names. Yeah, Magog. But... Magog is uh, 
in this whole plan because he he has seen the future and he knows that Supergirl's descendants are going to like take care of his descendants. So yeah, he, he wants to wipe out the timeline or the, the family line. God, talk about '90s. That's why I love that Mark Wade created Magog to just basically everything that he felt was wrong with '90s comics. Hmm. And you look at him here, and it still stands. Like he's half mechanical. He's got way too much going on. So, and I like how that plays in with Kingdom Come, because is that what he's talking about? Kind of like down the way. Uh, uh, maybe like a version of it. Like uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like because yeah. we've gotten different versions. Because John's had out and out made you know Injustice Society given us the new Magog origin, and it's not this. Like he's a completely different person than that version. Yeah. So it's also worth yeah. mentioning that uh, uh, Emerald Empress goes to uh, Director Chase. Like she, she's attacking yeah. her uh, for what reasons we don't quite know yet. But well, uh, and Cat man, Cat shines here too. I'm starting to love her more and more. Like she's Cat's great. Yeah. Not that she's anti Lois, but she's a she's on that same spectrum of Lois. Like she's very good at her job. And she's very smart, but their personalities are, are the opposite. I actually, I love, it's not it's not brought up here, but I love the running joke oh. that she hates Lois, and she's like, remember, yeah. I, I think there was a, it was, it was when Supergirl met the rest of the family, and she's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, like, Miss Grant has, like, a room dedicated to, like, hating you, and she's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> I like yeah. it. So like they have this the rivalry, rivalry, I guess the word I'm looking for, yeah. and because they're so much alike, and, and here, she doesn't even blink when, who, who came to see her, was it Selena? Yeah, I think it's really close to see her, yeah. She's just like, I have no time for a home invasion. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just, I love this issue all around. I'm glad, I'm glad we're out of the Phantom Zone. I'm glad we're away from Cyborg Superman at the moment. Well, Zor-El, Cyborg Superman. I, I like what they're doing. The one's trapped. Yeah, I like what they're doing with him here, though, this idea that she, because mm-hmm. I actually love her dialogue. At the end of that scene, she's like, I'm never going to stop coming to see you, Father. I'm never going to yeah. stop. Like, I'm going to well, keep trying. Well, it just trying. shows that, she wants to be with her dad, but she has like she's not a Kryptonian supremacist. Like she's not gonna put Krypton over Earth because Krypton's not there anymore. If they can still be Kryptonian and not have to bring Krypton back, and I think that's gonna be important going forward hmm. with what they're doing. Yeah, um, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's almost like trying to teach your 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 parent how to uh, not have to double-click everything on a computer. You don't need to. Yeah. You can just yeah, click yeah. once on most things. Like, You're fine. And and I want to see how Clark interacts with Zor-El because, the, like, he's the, you know, he's what Zor-El doesn't want. Like, he's a Kryptonian raised on Earth, but Clark is much more involved in Earth than Kara is. So mm. how is he going to react with that? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's great, though. Just good I can't, stuff. I can't get over it, which I loved it. Yeah, I really, I really feel like the the, the whole fearsome fight, like them coming together. It feels like they've got a plan. They're they're setting all the, the parts in motion, and it feels like we're just starting to see what the effect is. I feel like the next issue is going to end with Supergirl in a really bad place. Like she's going to see, like their plan's going to like be more clear because they're going to like do all these different things that they're, they're winding up. Yeah, we'll see what the effect is. So no, it's yeah. good stuff, and we won't have to wait too long because the annual this month is the continuation of this story. Uh, it's, it's not. Yeah, a, the, at least the fight with Grundy. Yeah. Kind of at the end. So. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I like that. I like when the annual is just the next part. I, I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. It feels like less of a, a fill-in thing. I, I'm always torn on those because it it feels like I'm obligated to buy the extra issue then. But then, 
you know, sometimes if it's like if it's just a, a side thing, and it's, I'll be like, well, you know, I, I don't I get, need that. I do get your argument, but at the same time, it's like at least the way DC do it, the annuals are always on a week where there's nothing else, so it's like, yeah, you know, it's like the one yeah. book I'm going to have. So I'm I'm glad it's as important. much as I like them standing alone, like the it seems the like Green Arrow one's going to do when they do. We get a bigger story, so it's not going to interrupt the other story going yeah. forward. It just it fits in right there, and we can. So, so what I don't understand about Orlando is how how he can be so good like now, but like that Phantom Zone story, I just could not care less about. So, or I could care less about. No, I could not care less about it. So, it's just it's so weird to me. He's so up and down. Yeah, he's definitely. I feel like he's still figuring out his his, his craft. Like he's still figuring out what he's yeah. good at and what he's not good at. Um. But I, I, mean, I didn't hate the Phantoms and stuff as much as you did. Uh, but I think the Supergirl um, has has often been good. Uh, sometimes great, sometimes you know okay. But it's uh, it's never turned me off from uh, reading more of it. But no, I, I dug this issue a lot as well. That'll take us on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number twenty six. Robert Vendetti writing Rafa Sandoval on art. You two read this, so by all means, mm-hmm. Connor. What what was this about? What happened? So we begin with a vision that Graf has, and it talk, it, it, you know, it, it's said about old Genesis and reverberations echo throughout the multiverse, and then it says metal awakes, yeah. and it, it has these big uh, imposing figures, bright like these colors. big old golems of of light. It looks like yeah, they're like black, but then have these colorful lights that kind of give them form that you can think, kind of think make. Tron. Yeah. yeah. Now, first question. This this mm-hmm. whole first page is just talking about metal. Like the the very first yeah. bit is talking about metal rings against metal. Mm-hmm. Do we think this is relevant? Metal is metal. <sighs> metal is. I I hope not, because I like Vinditti needs to just stay in his lane. He's doing fine. <laughs> like this this issue was troublesome for me because of that. It was it was stuff I didn't like and. Just leave metal to those. Like I get that we have to get to the point where Hal Jordan comes to Earth to to kick all that off, but maybe necessarily we don't need it in this book. You know. See, I, I liked a lot of this issue. Now, the Hal and Kyle stuff because they're partnered up and they're off doing their stuff. Their yeah. interactions are probably the weakest part of the issue for me. Mm-hmm. Again, Vindy, it's it's those two that he seems to struggle with most out of all yep. of the core. The the stuff with John and and Guy and Selak is all really quite strong, I think. Yeah. Which... How's yeah, the handle on those characters? Right, there's not a lot of it. It's just a Guy being Guy going, hey, you should probably send me out to do something because I'm cool. I'm getting restless. Pretty, like, pretty much. He's like, I want to do something. And yeah. and John's being like, no, you, you, you wait till you get you a new partner, someone who can keep you without keep getting distracted. Yeah. And... You know, they have some nice moments. Guys saying, you know, he respects him, you know, best friends. Like, you know, it's like, I get why you're the leader. And it's yeah. nice. See, it's good when they're not all struggling to be the leader. It's like they've all just accepted John. Like, Hal knows that he can't. Guy knows that he can't. Kyle doesn't want it. Right. Know? It's it's probably the best part of this run so far, I think, is that mm-hmm. there isn't this struggle between the Earth Lanterns. They're kind of all pretty much right. in sync, mm-hmm. which is rare and nice to see. But uh, basically, there's some sort of gravitational disruption going on. So they send 
Hal and Kyle out to go and investigate. And they get there, and the whole thing's been decimated. The entire like system's just it's just rubble everywhere. Yep. And and then you start hearing the the pings. Mm-hmm. And and obviously Hal immediately knows what it is. He gets a big machine gun ready. And then what is probably my favorite page in this is this double page spread of the of the boom tube opening. And it is gorgeous. Mm. Where it just it has a big massive boom across pretty like three quarters of the page and Orion blasting out of it. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. And, and you know, then they have a bit of catch up. Cause I, when did they have this meeting that they're talking about? Oh, you know, we ended up as friends. God is watch. This, it's when is, I stopped reading in the New 52. Yeah, I think I I, I don't because recall it that well. I didn't like Venditti trying to make Hal the leader and then everybody turning against him because he was the leader. And then I had read through the Relic stuff and the Source Wall and I was like, oh, I know where this is going and I don't care. I so, think I must have stopped at the same bit then because I, yeah. I remember the Relic stuff. I don't mm-hmm. really remember this. I'm like, okay, this this must have happened at some point. Mm-hmm. Basically, Orion's here looking for help. He's like, yeah, shit's going down. We could do with the White Lantern especially because he'd be useful. Yep. And... I was just like, my bad. Like, <laughs> I, don't know if I broke it. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out. He actually says, my bad. Yeah. That, that, that's not Matt paraphrasing and, and being no. Matt. That's, that's Kyle's dialogue. And then the interesting thing, too, is Omega Beams come and hit Orion just yeah. as he's basically going to tell them what they're up against. Yeah. And so they have to they have to get him back to uh, They go to Selig's planet, don't they? they well, yeah. Mogo's so, not close enough. Exactly. So they can't get to Mogo, so they take him to Salix, which, which is cool because I like that everybody on that planet's Salix. Like, <laughs> they, are, they all yeah. have the same attitude about life. They're all, yeah. It looks like it's very structured. Yeah, because the, the the doctor comes out. They got this little robot with them, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you sure this is enough? She should not be a, a hospital." And is the the doc's like, "Nope, this is more than adequate. I know, I invented it. Now, yeah. shut up." Uh, they they basically do what is essentially just a defibrillator on him, and and bring him back. And Orion's pissed off because he's like, "Yeah, you you do realize those Omega beams are chasing me, so now I'm in a city. This is not good." So I like that he's he's showing some care. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's, that's literally his first thought on being resuscitated. He's like, "What? Why am I here? What? What have you done? You put everyone in danger." And and then one of those big metal creatures, the golems, yeah. uh, comes through a boom tube, and and it's and it's red and it matches the Omega. So I'm wondering, do you think that they've got the Omega sanction, like Dark Side? These but are they... some old powered. Yeah, I'm just like. Mm. But but then yeah. the ones that we saw at the start, I think one of them was red in the vision. Yeah, one of them was red, yeah. but not all of them. No, because like... you have you have red. And that's the one that looks like it destroyed that sector because you can see it with yes. with Orion. He's he's in that image, and then the 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 like the monk lantern. What did you say his name was? Graf. I never remember. Graf. He says that how he's too late, and he's seeing it in his eyes. So he's yeah. watching this battle. But yeah, the, the colors you have, a, I think, uh, I'm trying to get back to that page. Red, yellow, purple, and purple blue. and blue. So, yeah. which are all core that we're pretty familiar with, so I don't think that they're necessarily no, I don't powered know by they, those emotions. I, I don't know if they correlate to that. I mean... But why else would they be in a Lantern's book? 
Right. That's the question. Those are very it? specific colors. And that, that's what frustrates me. I'm just like, don't, why are you mixing those with the new gods? Yeah. But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one if that's what it actually <laughs> is. If, if it is that, that is a little bit disappointing. So I kind of hope it's not. Yeah. But uh, it could be, especially with Orion actively seeking them out. Yep. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see if this does tie into to metal in some way, because it kind of it seems a bit on the nose to be talking about metal so much, and it, the next is even heavy metal. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is him trying to tie it in. Well, issue yeah. look, I think it's thirty or thirty-two is definitely a tie into metal. So it wouldn't surprise okay. me if this is if this is planting seeds for. Could for be. whatever that's going to do. Yeah. yeah. I really like the art in this issue, though, especially the uh, every time the boom tubes go off. I think it looks fantastic. It, yeah, it says boom in the, yeah. the panels. Looks great. Mm. But, I mean, uh, I had fun. I, I'm still not sure on Hal and Kyle, but yeah. the less of them, the better. I want to see how Kyle and Orion, or Kyle, Guy and Orion would play off of each other. Oh, that could so be that fun. That could be fun. Yeah. That could mm. be real fun. All right. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, well, I'll take that as Superwoman number 13, which only I read. Um, yep. And this was an issue where... So we ended the last issue where Lana wanted to find, like, go back to her roots, go back to Smallville to try and track how she still has her powers. Like, why, uh, you know, and look at Connor being rude and leaving. I know, I know. I mean, I grabbed for my phone to make sure no one tried to call me while I'm recording, but I did it slickly. No, I Someone's still supposed to bounce off of me. He's so, he's so so rude. I'm not listening, Pete. Go ahead. Thank I'm you, listening. Matt. Thank you, Matt. It's appreciated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lana goes back to Smallville. But we start in this big fight. It's it's Lex and Lana fighting, and Lana's yeah. affected by red kryptonite. And uh, Amos Ames is there as well, and he he's all red, and he's it's like he's basically been like like juicing with red kryptonite. Oh man, he's been powering himself with red kryptonite, and Lana. And I actually really like something that does here with Lana's narration is that it's like it's her talking, but she's like I can feel someone else like calling, but she makes sense, and it's like it's talking about how the inner desire, the the you know the, that that personality is like coming out, um, and Lex is trying to fight fight her and uh, fight fight both of them, and he sends out a call for help, and then you don't see who picks up that call until the end of the issue when it comes back to the the present day stuff, uh, and the big cliffhanger is that Supergirl shows up. So next issue, Supergirl Ooh. and Lex are teaming up against Lana and uh, uh, Ames. So fun, fun stuff. Uh, so Supergirl versus Superwoman is pretty cool. Um, but the most of the issue, though, right? Most of the issue is actually the, the the flashback to when they're teenagers, and it's got a teenage Clark Kent with Lana Lang. Uh, Amos okay. Ames is there. Teenage Lex is there at Smallville High. Well, I'll, I <laughs> might have to read this now because I like the flashbacks. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff where it's like we find out later. It's, it almost feels like the Archie issue of of uh, Superman, where it's like they're in high school and uh, she told him a while ago that she liked him more than a friend, but he's been feeling kind of weird. But when she starts showing interest in this Amos Ames, she's like riding about in a motorbike, and he thinks he's a bad influence. He's getting kind of possessive, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, Lana, I don't think you should be doing that." And there's some really fun stuff. Like she she ends up getting in detention with Lex because. Lex is helping the teacher like show science stuff and she gets really annoyed that he's being so snooty so she starts like barking mm-hmm. back at him and the teacher puts them both in detention and Clark's worried 
and he wants to spend time with Lana, so he intentionally tries to get himself put in detention. So he this is an Archie issue. I'm is. not even kidding. And he he waits outside one of the classrooms for uh, one of the teachers who comes out, and he, this is an amazing page because he's just like, hey, hey, Missy's whatever her name is, and he's like, uh, oh, I'm just hanging around, being a delinquent. Uh, wait a minute, Archie, don't you have a class right now? It's like, yeah, I've got home ec, but I just felt like I didn't want to go, so I didn't go. You just called Clark Archie. Did I? Did I? That out. Oh, shit. You did. Damn it. There you well, go. Obviously why, right? You, the, the reason's but why. But I, I think that's the ultimate compliment, yeah. you know? Um, like, yeah. But, but, yeah, so he's, oh, I'm just being a delinquent, I'm just hanging around. She's like, oh, don't you have a class? Like, oh, I've got home ec, but I didn't feel like going, so I didn't go. And then the teacher, and this cracked me up, just goes... Well, I'm sure you've got a good reason, Clark. I'll be seeing you later. Right? Because it's Clark Kent. Like, she knows he's such a good right. boy. Like, why would she even question it? And the, and the way he finally gets detention is he says something along the lines of, oh, I, I think Shakespeare's uh, is trite. Like, he insults Shakespeare. And that, that's what gets her upset and she, she sends him to detention. Um, it's like in the film The New Guy where he can't get thrown out of school to save his life, but then he snaps a broom. Yeah. And the principal's like... Oh, that's school property. You're expelled. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's really funny. To the point where he goes to detention and Lan is not there, but Lex is like, oh, you must have a big crush if you got yourself in detention. Yeah. Yeah. The, the news of your tirade against Shakespeare is all over. She's like, tirade? I said one sentence. Uh, but oh, my God. I want fun. this as an ongoing. Super, super fun. Uh, she actually is in detention because uh, Amos kind of inter- intercepted her and like, so ah, oh, you're already in trouble. Let's skip out in detention. We can go riding on my bike, and and they do. And at the end of the bike ride, like they end up almost crashing, and Clark, of course, swoops in and saves her. Uh, but this is when you find out the necklace she has on, which her grandfather made for her out of uh, some meteorite that was uh, kicking around, uh, is red kryptonite. And uh, basically, she in present day thinks that the reason why she has her powers is because her prolonged exposure to red kryptonite uh, is the is the culprit. And Lex is saying it's not that, and I don't think it's that either. I feel that feels too easy, but well, because yeah, well, Red Kryptonite has in in the comics at least it's not a consistent effect. Yeah. So you'd think if her powers were like that, it would be different each time. Yeah, and she's been affected right? by it now, but like she is a Kryptonian almost, which is weird. But yeah, um, that that definitely points to some weirder stuff going on here, especially since it, the whole thing with Amos is that because since he's seen this happen, he's seen that this had an effect on her. Uh, after this crash, he he apparently this whole time has been working with it, trying to like make it for himself to give him you know powers and strength and whatnot. Poor powers. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun with this issue. Uh, really, really good stuff. And it's you know giving Lana this spotlight, having teenage Clark, all this stuff is uh super super fun. And then Supergirl showing up at the end, and we're going to get the the super ladies fighting each other yeah. next next issue. No, oh, that was a blast. Uh, really really into this. So, yeah, cool. I, I thoroughly recommend the Superwoman uh, 13. If you're someone who dropped off after the first arc, because the first arc was p- quite rough after the first issue, yeah. I do think, uh, at least I, I'm, I'm into it a lot more now. Uh, and the art's quite good. The art is by uh, Steven Segovia, who had been doing a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Segovia draws Superman real well, I like. So I'm yeah. going to have to pick this up. On Wednesday when I go to the shop, because um, I need a Smallville. I can't miss out on Smallville. And of course, Clark is wearing a red jacket the the entire time, because of course he is, mm-hmm. because Power Rangers rules. Uh, but no, so there you go. That's Superman. Really good stuff. Uh, so that'll take us on to New Superman number fourteen. 
Connor's still not back. And Connor's still not, Connor's still not back. And this, the, do you know what annoys me about this? Is that he, he drops New Superman and he was complaining this week that he didn't have enough books. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have dropped New Superman because this week's issue was freaking fantastic. It might be the best issue yeah. of the series. And I'm annoyed he's not here to, to hear us praise it to the heavens because yeah. it was really goddamn good. Oh, at least I thought it was. Did you, did you like it as well, Matt? I did. It's it's more of what I like about this book, and it's yes. It it's Yang making Keenan his own, and it it, it Superman's in the title, but well, that's actually it, a really good point, Matt. Uh, Gene Lun Yang wrote it, and Billy Tan on art. I forgot to mention that before we. There you go. Yeah. I was too busy complaining about Connor to do my usual. I got gotcha. Usual intro. Because I just it, it feels like the early days of Superman, where uh, he was a man of the people, and I feel like. In this issue, Keenan puts aside his ego and mm-hmm. becomes a man I, of the people. I, I love everything about this. Obviously, Emperor Superman's up on the top of this tower. Uh, the Great Ten attack him at the start. But it's about our Justice League. It's about the Justice League of China coming together. And they find Wonder Woman early on. She's still a snake. And it's actually Avery who says, Oh, the, the Flash taught me this trick, which we saw in that book. Uh, to try and like, sort of center yourself. Like, she has to like, get uh, control of her emotions, much like the speedsters have to do with the speed force when they're, they're still right. sort of learning how to use it. And she's like, oh, th- say things you really like, things that you love, things that make you feel comfortable. And she changes enough that she, like, changes most of her body, but she's still got the tail. Like, she's still got, like, a snake yeah. tail and no legs, uh, which is, you know... She's like, cool. a, she's like a snake tar. But... That's what I called her. As good as the... Uh, obviously, the, as good as the Keenan stuff is uh, throughout this issue, um, the Baxi uh, Delan stuff is fantastic. Yeah. Uh so he, he can't look at her. He feels weird because he had a big crush on her and now she's like half snake. He's found out all this stuff about her. And so they, they form this... Okay, right, we'll split into pairs. Uh, Flash and Superman will go up to this building and start freeing the, the hostages in the building. Yeah, uh, you two will go to this They're going to meet floor. in the middle. And, you know, Baxi's like, oh, can we not... You know, can I not go with you? It's like, no, no, like we, we've got the superpowers. We'll go up to the top and we'll do that stuff. Yeah. Um, and like there's this tension between them and, you know, Delan eventually, after they sort of like do some stuff and like, she jumps in she gets kind of hurt she actually goes in to like protect uh, back so he's almost going to get shot and she jumps in and takes the hit in the shoulder uh, and she's like you know I, I protected you but you can't even look at me like you like you know, you're, you're yeah. freaked out by me I'm a lesser being because I'm one of these mythical creatures uh, he's like no I'm, I'm upset because I, I, I like you more than a friend um, and you get that great page where she kisses him and it's the kiss that transforms yeah. her fully back into a human being and I, I fist oh, pumped that- like that's a yeah, great that's moment. her story. Yeah. She fell in love with it with, with an average human and it didn't work out and and so now she has her tie. It was to, it, it was just yeah. it was heartwarming, it was a great page spread. Um the, the they really did a good job of making me care about these two kinda liking each other and kinda like ever since the you know, started with the whole he's got a crushing heart, I've actually been kind of into them mm-hmm. all they want me. Um, and then add on top of that the humor on top of it with uh, with Keenan and Avery over to the scene. Like Keenan's like, oh, she's half snake. I'm going to throw up. And then after the yeah. kiss and she's back to being human, she's like, what? What's wrong? It's just like Beauty and the Beast. What you got a problem with the the girl being the Beast? And he's like, no, I've got a problem with Baxi being the Beauty. That the beauty. cracked me that up was the line. so much. Yeah, that one killed me. Yeah, that was it, great. Uh, really good. And you also have uh, Master I Ching. We we get kind of resolution that the one that we know isn't the original, right? Well, it's not so much that... I wouldn't say either one of them is the original, per se, but it, it, it confirms that there's two sides of the same coin because he, he goes yeah. into his meditative state and he's, like, fighting the evil version in, like, 
you know, meditation land, yeah. <laughs> be what you call it. Well, yeah, because I'm laughing at what, what Kanan calls it, and I can't recall right off the top of my head. But it's like the place in between places. Yeah. And Kanan's like, yeah, because that makes sense. Like, nah. I, yeah. I, just, I thought this issue, so it felt like it was a good climax. Like, in terms of emotional for like, the Baxi and Delan story, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, just the simple setup that they have to go up this building to, to the, the final boss as if it's a video game. But they have to like save the people, and then it's eventually Kanan who runs off. And he, he, he finds his dad, he finds his mom, and... Then he like he, it's like he hears people are in trouble upstairs and like his dad's like no Keenan like this is you you have to this is a job for Superman he actually uses that line and it's like yep it's just this great moment where he finally like you know to his son it's like yeah go be this hero this is what you should be it's I'll take care of your mom who at least I'm convinced is your mom at least <laughs> um, and. That's when Kieran goes up and he finally uses his heat vision which he's not done up until this point there's that great two page yep. spread of him finally letting rip. Uh, yep. it's great stuff and then we get the, the, the sort of the swerve ending that sort of maybe introduces what the next arc's going to be uh, mm. which is the Suicide Squad show up because Amanda Waller's sent them to kill Emperor Superman and apparently also Keenan because too dangerous yeah. to have these people around yeah. so we're going to have the Justice and League of China that... I was going to say we have, we yeah, have the well... Justice League of China versus Suicide Squad next issue by the looks of it yeah Yep, and we, we found out too that apparently Deadshot speaks perfect Mandarin because he had no words in blue. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Yeah, because um, yeah, sounds he, like a skill he'd have. Because he, yeah. he he stabs him uh, in this corner back, just in case you're on the audio and were like wondering. Yeah. Um, but we uh, he, he stabs him with a kryptonite sword and he points out, yeah, these, these kryptonite swords don't actually affect you like it with a Kryptonian, like because you're not like actual mm-hmm. Superman, you're not actual, you know. Kryptonians, but it does weaken you so we can kill you with a regular thing, and that's how they kill him. More importantly, it's still a sword and it's gonna hurt. Exactly, it's still a sword, it's still stabbing. Exactly what he says. Yeah, but uh, no, so that was fun. But I I, I think this is my favorite issue of the book. Like, it's up there with the 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 kaiju turtle issue, which is probably which probably that basically started this arc. This arc's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. This has been the book, and it's yeah, Superman. Yeah, I love this arc. uh, the, the line that I was talking about, too, where he tells him he's going to the meditation place. Mm. And Keenan's like, he went to the, a dimension. How did he put it? That's in between stuff. And Avery's like, in between what? And Keenan's just like, I don't know. Stuff? <laughs> like, it's just, Keenan's still Keenan, but he's attained. Like, he's not as ego-driven. Yeah. You know, he's still a bit of a jerk, but... It feels like you know, I feel like... He, if you want to fault the first chunk of the book, it's that it was setting up so many like side characters and stuff that it was maybe a lot to take mm-hmm. in. But now we're at the point where I understand who all the main Justice League members are, who who Ming Ming is, because she calls in at one point and gives them help. Uh, you know, Ai Ching, uh, even Lenny Lan on TV. Like we know who that is. It doesn't it's like it cuts to the news reports. Yep. It's a character we know. It's not just some random news reporter. Yep. Like all of it's yep. like it feels like it's all well built up to the point where like okay, everything matters now. I care about all of them. It's great. Yep. So. Uh, definitely. This, 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 this is a book that is really. It was, I mean, it was always good, but it's definitely grown to like, great things. It's its own mostly self contained thing, even though it is bringing in things like Suicide Squad and obviously Superman's popped in uh, here or there. But, yeah, it's uh, good because it should tie into the, the greater world because yeah. Keenan did go on to help him against the Revenge Squad. So, yeah. There should be a little bit of crossover. Uh, but no, I really feel like it's, it's built its own little sandbox, though. And because of that, mm-hmm. it's doing all these great things. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. digging it. Uh, I actually, my, my only, 
I mean, obviously, the name might be because of something that may happen soon that we've, we've speculated in the past, but uh, mm-hmm. it does almost make me wonder why it wasn't just called Justice League of China, because it really does feel like an ensemble for the most part. Yeah, now. Yeah. There's so, that first art. So, but no, uh, great stuff. I, I cannot recommend New Superman enough. Uh, it's been really good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll take us on to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, issue 13. Julian Shauna Benson writing and Rose Antonio on art. Uh, this is the the final of this current arc. This is so we have Catwoman with uh, the Birds of Prey. Well, two of them are already in, but like Batgirl and Catwoman are yep. sneaking in. They're, they're we starting air ducks and stuff as they're, they're coming in the, the building. Terror core. Yeah, um, and there's some fun banter with them and the whole thing. And it all boils down to they have to convince Ivy not to uh, do what she's doing because like there's other ways to do this. Like you know, Barbara's basically yeah, my company can buy this place and like let you run it. Like that's ultimately what ends up happening. Uh, but they actually have these these uh, these killer bees that are well not killer bees they're just regular bees but there's a lot of bees yeah. there's enough bees that they so become killer. Out, yeah, well we found out the TerraCore made this new fertilizer, but the fertilizer is poisoning the bees. Yes. And bees are like this key point in the food chain that they're responsible for a lot. So you start killing a bunch of bees, and it's you know it's dominoes. It's a, it's a house of cards. I guess if you know one metaphor is not enough. Yeah, you're, you're, so you're not what, just you're not just killing the bees. You're, you're eventually killing lots of other things and people. Yeah, and so you know, surprisingly, Ivy's not cool with that. Yeah. So she's gonna kill this guy, and then try to fix the fertilizer because you can't do one without the other. Yeah. Like you can't just fix the fertilizer. You got to make him pay for poisoning the bees. Yeah, and... uh, so so this all goes down. Uh, I will point out those, those, I'm pretty sure there's a coloring mistake on one panel. I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. this, uh, but there's a panel where Canary has red hair. Yeah, it confused me for a second. Yeah, it confused because me because I, I was, was like, Ivy. Yeah, because it was like, wait a minute, uh, she wasn't wearing glasses. Wait, no, that's 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 Canary. That's what she was wearing. Yeah, yeah, that was her. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was odd, but obviously, some, I imagine that'll be fixed for later versions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was that was an amusing little little moment, but. Um, so yeah, they basically like solve the problem. I- Ivy like injects herself with this stuff that'll let her talk to the bees, like she talks to the plants, and that kind of. Yeah. I say that as if it's such a simple thing, but yeah, <laughs> we're dealing with poison ivy. It's kind of hard. Well, yeah, story. because she she is a chemist, and they they create it, and it doesn't last forever. You know, it's, it's yeah. limited. So. I love that uh, Catwoman after this is like she's got her hand in the uh, the safe. She's like get, getting some more payment, <laughs> and I was like, the cops are coming. We should go. Like we we can't hang around like like the birds of prey do. Nope. Uh, but I think actually like I had a lot of fun with the main plot. But for me, like most of the exciting stuff of this issue was the last kind of chunk of it. It's where Babs realizes that the calculator's like accepted that uh, like he he says okay I'm out of my word like you helped me get my family back so I'm not going to uh, like you know uh, you know the new Oracle guy like I can forget his name. What's his What's his name? Yeah. It's, um, I'm it's looking for it. I feel like I've just been calling him Oracle for like the, the entire run of them. Because well, that's what he is. I yeah. mean, for the most part. It's relevant here though because I need to use Oracle in another way in a minute. <laughs> so, so hold on a second here. Um, I, I can't find it. Yeah, Gus. There you go. His name's Gus. Gus, there we go. Apologies. Right. So Gus, uh, like Gus, off the hook, right? But then Barbara realizes that wait a minute. Gus probably turned Calculator in. That's probably what started this all in the first place. This is how the company even knew about him. And Calculator kind of worked this out as well. So mm-hmm. we have this intimidating thing where 
calculator finds Gus. Gus, who's going off grid, by the way. Gus is like giving up his job as being Oracle. He's like he's ready to just leave. He's like he thinks he's yeah. he's not proven himself. He's leaving. Um, but Barbara realizes this as well. So just as calculator is about to get Gus, uh, like Oracle starts talking over the phone, and it's like calculator is talking to Oracle, and it's actually Barbara yep. being Oracle to like just convince well, calculator that, that Gus isn't the Oracle. Like there's someone else mm-hmm. involved here. Um, and it's just it's just this fun little moment where she becomes that character again for a brief little second just to save his hide. Um and then obviously we have that fun bit afterwards in the the Bat Burger. I like that this is becoming a regular fixture of the universe that there's a Bat Burger. Fifteen dollar Bat Burger. Yeah, fifteen dollars, yeah. Uh, and again, <laughs> Selena stealing a stealing a fry, not just asking for it. Yeah. Just nope. stealing it. Because that's Good what stuff. she does. Uh, but we're, we're in this nice big cliffhanger where, oh, there's something going on, we need to go and be the birds of prey. And Ivy and uh, Catwoman go with Huntress and Canary. They're a team of four mm-hmm. here. And they say, oh, Babs, are you coming? And she's like, you know what? I think I'll just run this from, from home, you know, for old time's sake. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like we may be getting a little bit of a sort of nostalgic aura collection next time. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's go with the the, the the ranks have swelled, at least just for the small moment. Yeah. That's not just Huntress and Canary, but you got, you got Ivy and Catwoman there too, because they could I, go either way. I, th- I think uh, yeah. I'd like if they kind of like came in and in and out when, you know, like they'd be allies, yeah. they'd call on when things are maybe getting rough. Like, okay, we need a couple of extra mm-hmm. soldiers here. Let's, let's call in the reserves. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I have a question. Obviously, Matt, you've not been reading this up till nope. now because Ivy. Uh, are you sticking with it again now, or are you going back uh, to not? Probably not, unless I hear what Pete says about the next stuff, <laughs> and then we'll go. So yeah, if it wasn't, if it's on any other week, but this week where there's fifty other million things that I read, that's it'd that, be fine. That's fair. But did, did you enjoy this issue though? You didn't regret. I did. Yeah, I did, and it, they've settled in. The writers have settled into the characters, and the art's not not as troublesome as it was when i was reading oh yeah those creepy lips from that first arc are long gone yeah (laughs) yeah but like well it's good this was only a three issue so it didn't take that long and it was very concise Mm -hmm. like you got in with the calculator and gus found out that whole backstory oh and then catwoman's involved so now that whole issue is just about catwoman oh ivy's involved so now this explains ivy so they built on each other and it didn't i felt like the first arc kind of drug just because they felt like they had to get like six issues out of it or five issues out of it mm. when it could have been three. And here they have more a little bit more freedom. So I did appreciate that. But unless I hear more things, you know, or they move this to, you know, week four or one, yeah. I, I, no, I think, I'm not I, so slammed. I think this has definitely gotten tighter. I, I do. This is probably my favorite arc of the book so far. And I think that that, yeah. that last that last moment with all four of them, like with Catwoman and Ivy, like jumping to yeah. action with them is a pretty fist-pumping moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I was having fun with it. I I, I enjoy uh, the Birds of Prey, even if yeah. it even if it typically, you know, it doesn't not usually make my top five, but maybe it will this week. Right. I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. We'll see. We'll see where we end up. Well, that'll take us on to Justice League of America number twelve, which we have not been reading on the show since issue five. That was where me and Matt uh, both opted out because the arc, the first arc, ended in issue four. We didn't like it at all, and we said we'll give it. We'll see what the, the next arc's like. And we came back for issue five. We thought it was more of the same. We opted out. And it was actually Matt who was like, oh, they're doing this microverse arc where they're going to get Ray Palmer. I want to read this. And I was like, yeah. okay, maybe I'll read it as well. And I went all in. I said, you know what? It's only six issues to catch up. I'm going to see what the rest of it was like. Because, you know, sometimes, kind of like with that command where I was getting a little bit tedious 
reading it at the time, it read better as a you know as a bulk read. You know, where I could just go through the issues one by one. Um, I did, Aquaman is much better than this book. <laughs> I'll say that right <laughs> right away. Um, From what I've heard about Aquaman, it's much better than this book. Yeah. Uh, just be- before you get into the discussion, forget Mister Miracle. This is the main event of this week. Really, this is the main event. This is this is what I've been waiting for. I, so I want to I see you. Want, You've been sitting there with nothing to talk about for like ten minutes, cut more than that, twenty minutes even. You, you... I know. That's, that's why I'm looking forward to this. I want to. I want to uh, see how how much you you hated this equally. Well, I just wanted before we get to this issue, I just wanted to give my my brief thoughts on the you know the, the ones we missed, right? Because I you know, I read all of them this past week. Um, the the arc we left out on was only two issues long, so the issue, issue six, the one after we left, was also shit, like just outright shit. Um, <laughs> and then it did get better after that. Not amazing, but it did get a bit because it stopped being just the mindless fighting for constant issues at a time. It focused on some smaller things. The story wasn't great, but it was like it was a chance to breathe a little bit. It was doing a little bit of Killer Frost stuff. It was doing a little bit of this and that. It felt like there was like different plots going in an ensemble book, kind of like it should. Um, not amazing, but definitely not as tedious to read. Like I wasn't dreading it after it got a little bit better. Um, that said, though, uh, the last issue before this one, like the the last little, little two issue arc, I didn't like that much. It felt I just I wasn't into it. Again, it felt like it keeps pulling out these weird villains that I I'm not interested in. And uh, issue eleven, the one before this, I honestly. Like when I read it, it was more of a right. I just want to like get through this last one so I can read the new one, and I kind of just skimmed it more than I actually read it properly. Uh, it's a sign of a quality oh book, right there. Yeah, I, yeah. I just it was losing me. Like it, it kind of got a little bit better, and then it was starting to lose me again. Um, and then this issue, the new issue, this the start of this arc, which obviously Matt has read as well. Um, I think you put it very well, Matt, when you said that uh, Choi in this there, uh, the new atom. He is an exposition machine, and all he does in this book yep. is constantly tell us new things and explain things. Yep. So, so this is good. So that means that in all the buildup, you had no shrinking ship whatsoever. No, nope, like this is something no, that was seeded throughout. None of that. Uh, like <sighs> the the only thing That's that happened in the last issue is that he was he was looking for where Ray was. He wanted to get back to that, and the issue ended with him like getting a notification on his computer, like you know, it pinged him, and he, he woke up and he was like, "Oh shit, I found him!" And that was the cliffhanger at the end of the last issue. That was the extent of the setup. <sighs> so, DC, if you're listening to this, <laughs> just give us a Ryan Choi book. DC. Just give us a Ryan Choi book. Just please, because I'm interested in what's going on with Palmer, but the rest of this, I just, I was instantly reminded why I didn't like what was going on. Because Orlando, I touched on this in Supergirl, he's two different people when he writes. Like, for as good as Supergirl was, this was the complete inverse. I hated this. Mm. And I skimmed it again just to make sure I wasn't just... I was at work when I read it. I wasn't in the wrong mind, you know, headspace. I wasn't like negative flashing it. And no, it was just as bad at home. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't understand how it can be so bad. It's, it's rough. And it's, it's not even like, I don't, because it's not the worst thing ever. It's not, it's not as bad as say, I don't know, like Hitchy's Justice League, right? It's not quite as bad as that. Right. But it's really frustrating because 
honestly, everything plot-wise that happens in this, I feel like I should be enjoying. Like, the whole idea that, yeah. that uh, Atom's building this ship that takes, like, most of them... Uh, it, it leaves uh, Vixen and... Canary. Canary. Yeah, behind. It leaves them behind to, like, deal with... And, and the Ray, because they need some heavy hitter. Which, yeah. by the way, the Ray, no longer living light. He's actually a fully human, which, that was new to me. Didn't care that much, but... Oh, yeah, he, he turns uh, it on and off. He, 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 he does that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so that's cool. That, that's a little bit of development that I liked seeing. First, I was confused who he was. Mm. And then when they called him Ray, I was like, oh, yeah, he's the hero where his name's his code name. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you had the, uh, yeah. You had the, the you, you put the the in front of it. Yeah. Now it's his superhero name. So, so you take the most interesting members of the team and leave them away. The ones whose powers could come into effect... And, and help out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and instead, you give us Batman, Lobo, Frost, and Ryan Choi. Hey, Frost is okay. And, and a shrink Frost is fine. I just I don't have the connection to her. Like, and, and, even like, Canary. Like, Canary would have been fine. Well, I just, like, them shrinking down, them going on this mission, it feels like it should be exciting, and it never really does, because it's just him standing around with oh. exposition. And then they go, and I'm like... I feel like I could have had a whole issue with them like designing this ship. Like this could have been an issue of them like figuring this shit out and making it feel difficult instead of it just happening. And then they go into the microverse, and some people. It's just that them. simple as them, them shrinking all the way down in the ship, and then they get to the microverse, and of course they run into issues there, and the ship crashes. So you're like, oh no, how are they going to get back? Mm-hmm. I wonder. And so that's nice. That's that's good storytelling. Yeah. And Until th- these creatures that I feel like I've seen before, but I can't remember where, attack. Yeah, and, and, and then then we have the big cliffhanger, which is a a mysterious figure in a really weird sort of cloak, who they think, oh, that, the signals telling us this is where the, this is where the atom belt is. So this must be this must be Ray. This must be you know. And of yeah, course, or just not the atom belt worn by somebody that's not Ray. Yeah, so the cliffhanger yeah. did nothing for me. I was just kind of like, eh. me neither. There's no suspense. I turned that page. I was like, well, that's clearly not Ray. Because if it was Ray, you'd have shown the face. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just. Yeah. It was just... Or it's Ray, and he's horrifically scarred. It was just. It, it was just very. Even t- then, <laughs> I I feel that if if they're gonna go that route and have him go native, there's better ways to do it. Like, don't make it a mystery then. Yeah. Like, if you want to make him Colonel Kurtz going up the river, then, then yeah, he's been in the microverse too long, and... It just... It felt it felt like a uh, chore to read, and I, I feel like... Yep. I was excited about this book when they announced it, and we liked most of those one-shots before it started. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really shown maybe Orlando's strength, is that he's typically much better at just a single character. When he focuses on one character and just, let's just do them, and, you know, yeah. maybe they're a maybe villain, so they've got, a, you know, their antagonist, but, like, this, this team book has been really rough, uh... Like, and to the point where I mean, I jumped on because I thought, oh, we'll read this arc to see what it does, and I don't even know if I want to read the next one. No, I'm out. I have I have Justice League children wow. to read. When That's when bad. Matt, the continuity junkie who yeah. has to get everything about everything, is like, oh. no, you know what? This is that story from the Rebirth issue uh, uh, about about Ray Palmer, but you know, what? I'm not even, I don't even care. Enough. It was just it was just it was just too tedious. And the thing is, is that I like I love Supergirl. I, I'm really liking Batman Shadow. Uh, I really like Night of the yeah. Monster Men. Well, Matt, your mic. Your mic's going, Matt. Um, and some, somehow this JLA, though, is just, like, it is such a bad read. Like, it's I'm, tedious. I'm, 
It, feel, it feels like you're taking... how much longer it's going to be around, because it can't be doing that well. That's the thing, though, because it's called Just Leave America, it is doing... Well. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> from, from reports, the lowest things that are in danger most are Superwoman and Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, I think, has uh, someone else coming on as a writer, and they tweeted like for the last five issues, so it implied yeah. that it's ending. Mm. And Superwoman, I believe, the third trade that you know when they go up on Amazon, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it said, "Oh, the final story of Superwoman." So it implied again that it was the well, end of it. That's a shame because it's getting better. Yeah, it is because that one no, wasn't yeah, one I'm, that I was actively disliking. Like some of these other ones, I just didn't have the the time. Right, I'm, I'm not reading, reading either of those right now, but I don't, I don't really want them to be. Co- I mean, I guess at some point yeah. there, there are going to have to be cancellations, and and mm-hmm. people are. I've seen people going, "See, DC are canceling books again." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's been a full year. Look how much of a chance they've given everything. Even yeah. even if they cancel both of those now, they gave them a good try." And, and I feel like a bad comic fan rooting for stuff to be canceled, but like I feel we can get a proper Justice League of america that's not this weird like but I it's a, I matt i don't have a problem with the weird team though like the, like i was actually excited by the weird that. team it's, it's the stories he's choosing to tell with it like don't cancel it just take orlando off of it oh yeah it's, the, it's, it's the weird writing i don't like the writing at all in this yeah. book and it's, it's so but, strange but but i think pete hit the nail on the head it's 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 got the jla name it's selling all right enough for them to not worry about it what, why why can't it's, 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 it's the same with justice league brian hitchie's justice league is terrible yeah. and yet it sells the only thing that beats it from dc right now i think is batman that's 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 how Rules. much that sells because it's called justice league Rules. and and yes. you have to imagine that you know we're getting the the right change on that that has to have yeah. been hitchie's choice Surely yeah. he's gone. Do you know what? I'm going to do something else. I want to focus on the art because he's, he's not been doing a lot of the art on it lately. Because from why, DC's, why, why does it have to be Hitch's choice? I don't get that logic. Because from DC's perspective, it's selling well. It's doing, you yeah. know, it's making the money. Why would they change what? Because as far as oh, because maybe they want a claim from it. Maybe they actually want people to like. Because yeah. as much as it's selling, there is like a, an intent from them to want it to feel like a milestone oh. book, and it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a flagship book at all. It feels like it just kind no. of exists. But it was for the last five years until Rebirth. It so was, maybe yeah. if they want to give it a break, and that's fine. Let Hitch tell whatever weird story he wants to, and it can, you know, the hardcore fans like us can skip it. But the more casual people just want to go in there and read a book. Yeah, that's fine. I just with Justice League of America, I just I don't feel how it's the Justice League of America. That's that's always weird. Like once you want to delineate, like this is America's team, I feel like it's into trouble because Johns had that issue too when he tried to create the Justice League of America. And I think he excelled at it a little more because he made it like a government-sponsored kind of team. But I mean, yeah, I feel like this the, book doesn't know what it wants to be. I, it name, doesn't know if it wants to be a sci-fi the, book or a superhero book. Yeah, the name also made sense with that JLA because it was, mm-hmm. like you say, government-sponsored. It felt like that's what right. the whole point was. But even that felt like this weird whimper of a thing where it only lasted yeah. like two trades and then oh now it's now it's united and that had some fun stories in it. But it just it felt like this weird thing where I don't think. I don't think they've really justified, at least since the start of the New 52, having a second Justice League book. They, they, yeah. they really haven't. No. no. It's, just, it's, it's kind of like what Marvel does with Avengers, isn't it? They slap it on... Like, this is nowhere near as bad. They slap it on everything. How many Avengers books have they got at the minute? I have no idea. Cause I don't because, like right, but you know, there's quite a few because the name sells. And that's why DC is so insistent to have a second Justice League book because the name enough it sells enough on just the name alone that it's safe money. 
but even though the quality isn't there to back them up. Yeah. It's a shame, though, because we didn't like Justice League and we thought, oh, GLA, that should be good. And then it's not, and it's like, well, now we have two yeah. bad Justice League books. Why do we have two bad Justice League uh, books? Did, did they ever actually explain why this one's called JLA? No. In, no. In the, Batman. You... He wanted a team of the people and then picked a bunch of aliens and a living embodiment of light, so... Yeah, yeah, but obviously... I just, hey, the loving embodiment of light is American, to be fair. That's not... <laughs> That's true, but he's not human. That was always a thing. Like, Batman's whole... He wanted a more human league. And... Matt, yeah, Dixon and Canary. Yeah. But... You said that's every single issue we reviewed back when it started, Matt. Yeah. I remember hearing that every single yeah. two yeah. weeks. Was... And then you get to But Lobo. Yeah. 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 You're it's not just... wrong. You know what also set me off was reading Supergirl. Cat mm-hmm. was talking about Lord Havoc. And I was like, oh, you just went and done it. Oh, yeah. That was just a... It's, it's, obviously, it's just a little thing where it's, like, it's referencing something that happened in the news. Yeah. But it's like... I saw it, I was like, oh, well, I guess it's fun they're, they're referencing other books. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's Orlando's book as well. The, the sneaky yeah, little bugger. It, yeah, he's, he's cross-promoting his own thing. The cheeky little bugger. How dare you? Um... But no, it's just it's weird that in a week where Supergirl maybe has one of its best issues of the run so far, uh, that no. this is like just yeah, I, I borderline. Orlando or, can't do teams, can he? Borderline mm. unreadable. But then you say that, but then you look at Night of the Monster Men, which had quite a lot of characters in it. I mean, I know he co-wrote, co-wrote all those issues, yeah. so maybe that's why. But uh, I think it's that was plotted already, and he was, uh, from my impression, was yeah, okay. did he plot and not write? Was it the other way around? Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he was the one. They they traded off because he worked with King on it. Yeah, but I'm, so. uh, I think the question is like, did Orlando plot the story and then the individual writers did their their the, the dialogue and their right, issues? Or did they or was it, right. together? Did they plot it and then go right, Orlando, you just write the scripts? Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I would guess the former, but I really am not that sure. I feel like maybe because I think even what you've been saying about JLA here, like there's some good ideas for the story. Like, you know, when you look at this as a story going, oh, yeah, mm. we're going to the microverse. This should be good. So if he plots Night of the Monster Men, that's fine. But then you don't have any clunky team dialogue because it's the individual the, writers. Yeah, it. it's King who's been writing Batman. It's Tinian who's been writing Detective. It's Seely who's right. been writing Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so frustrating as hell, uh, and as much as the whole point of this was, oh, let's jump back on and maybe we'll read the whole arc of this microverse thing. I don't think either of us want to remotely. So. I've made a huge mistake. Throw up a job face. Pete, do you feel like you wasted your time really reading those other six issues as well? <laughs> a little bit. And you know what? I didn't at first, because when it got to seven, it started to get a little bit better. I was like, oh, maybe this is where it starts to you know, incline up. And I was like, it'll start to find yeah, its feet yeah. and I'll start to feel better. And I did for like two issues, and then it just immediately started to go back into its ways. And then this issue, I don't hate this issue as much as I did those first two arcs, because at least I have, like, the, the goal they have is somewhat investing. Like, whereas before it was, oh, who's this Havoc guy? Oh, he wants to take over this place, blah, 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 I don't care. At least here, like, okay, I care about Ray Palmer, I want him to get to there, I, I like the microverse idea. Uh, but everything the, else about the problem, it's just... The problem is, those are things that Orlando hasn't earned. They're things that you like anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But this is, this is the thing. I actually kind of like the rate, and he did earn that because that one shot is what we make oh, care no, about well, the rate. I, no, I'll give him yeah. that one. That, those one shots were legitimately very good for the most part. Yeah, which is why it's like no, just focus. Like you can have the ensemble, but have it like kind of like how tech's been. Like each arc's been mostly focused on the one character. One and mm. actually, that that was kind of uh, 
why did one of the two issue arcs before kind of work? Because it was kind of more focused on the Ray. Because it was because I think you mentioned in this issue, Matt, that his uh, mother's got a new family. One of the, the villain mm-hmm. from one of the arcs, he was like uh, this wishmaster who mm-hmm. granted wishes, and she wished for a new family, which obviously made the Ray feel like shit because she's got this right. new family that's normal, and she's not locking her weird kid in the house that can like you know explode yeah. if light turns on um too much light yeah and the, the actual villain they were fighting was someone who was going around and like taking all these wishes back which often meant like killing people or whatever depending on what it was and uh but that, that, that at least i like the idea there is that it did focus like emotionally it meant something to one of the characters so it had a clear purpose that made it feel like it was yeah. you know there was a point mm. to it um Whereas I get where the idea was meant to be in those first couple of arcs, but it was just so quickly handled that the weight of it never landed. It never, like, I get what the political point here is. Like, you're, you're just, the Justice League isn't interfering in this country's affairs and you want to, like, explore that idea, but it never really, it, it just was dull and never interesting. And I feel like I was just going through the, the dialogue to get to it. And, yeah. yeah. Chore. That is, that is my ultimate word to describe this issue. It was a chore. Chore, not choice. Chore, not choice, yes. That was awful, I'm sorry. Yes, it was. <laughs> Alright, I guess that wraps up the <laughs> this week's let's, books. Let's yeah, let's rank things. Yeah, I, I feel I feel I feel like we started in such a high note with Mr. Miracle that we ended with Justice League twelve. <laughs> or Justice League of America twelve, I should say. Uh that's the favourites of the week, which is what we normally do. We have panels, we have art, we have our covers, we have top fives of the week. Uh, that's a bit interesting top five this week because I feel like some stuff that normally makes it on I'm not feeling as hot about and then some other stuff was quite good and I'll see how, how I fare here uh, so we start with panel best panel of the week so I'm going to go to uh, Matt Matt panel what's your panel yeah. so this should come as zero surprise but it's that double page and Supergirl we turn the page and it's the new uh, Fatal Five just standing there. Is the it Indigo? Is it Fatal Five or Fearsome Five? I've been I've been Fatal swapping. Five. I've been swapping every yeah, time yeah. I said it. You told me not to correct you on air, so I just let you go. I didn't know. But it's Fatal Five. Did I, I know. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> See, he can't. People, he doesn't know, so he it's in him. <laughs> he might have done. Yeah. No, but it's uh. the Fatal Five because the Fearsome Five are the Titans group. That's where Simon came from. Wait a minute. In Mammoth. Wait a minute. He just said you told me not to correct you on air, and yet. Earlier on in this very episode, he was like, no, I was waiting until you started talking about the books before I corrected you about that other thing. I didn't say correct you. I said, I let you know that I read Bird's Bray. That's different. That was a correction. Screw you, Matt. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, the fact that you still believe that you might have said that kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have got away with that. But anyways, it. yeah, it's the Fatal Five with Magog and Grandy and Selena. Oh, that was just a great... I love that issue so much. That that panel. Turn that page. almost spilled my coffee. I got so hyped. <laughs> cool. Carter, what's your panel of the week? Uh, mine's going to be Orion's entrance in the boom tube in Hal Jordan. That panel was just gorgeous. Very cool. Very cool. I, I am going to go with a panel. Justice League of America. <laughs> yeah, the the one panel in that that had no speech bubbles. Like that panel. Who was yeah. on art for JLA? Uh, no. Ivan Reese. That's a, it should no, have at least looked all right. It did, yeah, but if I don't if I yeah. don't like what I'm reading, then I don't connect with the art. That's yeah, just they, how my brain works. The, the art is. I mean, especially like, I can, maybe if it's like, if it's a very quiet story, if it's still bad, <laughs> if the good, good art can carry it. But when half yeah. of it's covered with these speech bubbles, with really 
annoying dialogue, then it's just yeah, destroyed. Yeah. It's fine, it's done. Um, oh, I'm actually not... I th- do you know what? I think what I'm going to go with, actually, is I'm going to... I'm really tempted to say Dark Side is. Uh, it just, just, just pick that. But no, I'm actually, I'm going to go with. I don't have a particular one in mind, but one of the TV interview uh, panels with the uh, the VHS distortion effect over it. Mm, that's um, good. Because part, partly because the whole thing's foreboding. It's very creepy. It's very mysterious. Um, but there's also just something about watching something through like the static, like through, through a bad reception, that feels kind of creepy. Um, you know, like TV shows like Channel Zero kind of like thrive on mm. that idea. A movie like Videodrome thrives, and even The Ring thrives in that idea that watching something through a really distorted signal feels like, like you're getting the message, but it's not quite been received clearly. Like it's, it's like there's something being lost in the translation, and I like that effect. And it felt very, like I say, foreboding. I was talking about that a lot through it, but it just it feels like yeah. something's not quite right, and I yeah. appreciate that. So. Mm. I'm going with you know pick one of those. I don't really care which <laughs> the whole the whole that, that whole three page section. The whole three page section, but it was it was the same panel essentially, you know, eighteen times. So whatever. Um, okay, so uh, best cover of the week. I uh, go to Connor first for this one. Uh, I'm gonna give this one to I think Detective. I think that's actually a really nice cover mm-hmm. with the the uh, the Azrael bat suit. He's almost like an angel. He is. You know? I think it's a really nice cover. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I am going to. I think. I don't know. Do, do, this is one of these weeks where I've, I've got a variant that I really liked. But I've got a couple of variants. Yeah. Did you see Supergirl's variant? That was quite a pretty, pretty cover. Go have a look at it now. Um, but out of the main ones, I think I'm gonna go with New Superman. That's a good cover. Yeah, it's got some style to it. It's quite dark. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, so no, new Superman. I don't have a lot to really add about it. But Matt, what's your favorite cover of the week? I really like the background in Birds of Prey because it's got it's got Catwoman and Ivy, but then they have the the stuff from the other girls. So you have Batgirl's cape. And you have Huntress's crossbow. That, that's that's to... another one where I really like the variant, actually. Uh, over yeah, the, over the, the regular variant ones. was great, though. Like, yeah. that's... Uh, but, yeah, and they have, they have Canary's jacket, but I like the way that they're posed, and she's... Um, Callum was giving the wink, so... Well, let's say that's dirty old man. I like the way they're posed. Yeah, it looks great. You lie. I'm not going to lie. Oh dear! Uh, best art of the week. I suppose I'm up first for that since I made you two go first already. Um, yeah. Art of the week. I mean, pff, yeah, it's Mister Miracle. Mm. Uh, not, not Might as well be the that. same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same. As yeah. much as I want to give it to to Supergirl because I did love that art too, but Supergirl's Ms. art was a new level. Supergirl's art was good, but it faltered because I really like Brian Ching, who's the usual artist, and I, I felt like, mm. oh, this is different. Why is this different? Stop it! I don't like change. I, I, I really did enjoy the the art in Hal Jordan as well. I thought that was really nice. But yeah, Mister Miracle. That's fair. Like I say, very emotional, very ethereal. Um, nope. Very versatile. Yes, yes, uh, and everything felt like it was building to the overall tone and atmosphere of the book. Whereas you know, sometimes comic books will be like, oh, no, this is the art because it just makes sense. That it, that's the yeah, art. it's one of those where it feels like the creative team's in sync and telling the story. Whereas sometimes yeah. it feels like, oh, this is the artist that's free here. Just yeah. take this one. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, so with that said, top five books of the week. Matt, let's have you go first. I want to, All right. I'm curious. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you it's probably not going to be unanimous this week because my number one is Supergirl. Oh my! I'm such a I'm such a mark. I can't help it. Mm, no, I, I cannot fault you. Yeah. But number two is Mister Miracle because it was lower, but like you pointed out, the more you talk about it, the more it landed with me. Mm. Connor's got me figured it out. I think. But uh, number three is going to be New Superman. That was a great, great issue. Uh, number four is Detective. And then number five is The Flash. Cool. Connor? Uh, Mr. Miracle. Uh, two is Hal Jordan. Three, Flash. Four, Detective. And... I didn't like either of the other two enough to give it another a number five slot. They don't deserve it, so I'm stopping at four. Oh jeez. Oh. I I, I don't because I only read six, so that leaves action and titans, and I don't think either of those deserve to be in a top five. Just put action there. No, no, I didn't like action. He put uh, action there. I heard t- it. T- titans is better than action. Come on now. Titans is better than no. action. Wait, so that's number five. No, no, but it's not because it yes, doesn't it deserve to be in a top five. Connor, if you only like two books this week, I'd still make you do a top five, but you'd have to pick like three you didn't like. You still have to order them. No. So, no. so Titans is number five. I'll give you a bottom. Th- there's a top four and a bottom two. No, no, no. There's not a top five. Does not compute. That's nah. what's going through Pete's brain right now. So Titans is number five. It just makes sense. That's what it's, it is. It's not. Uh, it's official. Uh, <laughs> ignore what he's saying. Uh, Titans is. My top five. Uh, Mr. Miracle's my number one. Uh, New Superman is my number two. Then Supergirl's number three. And then Superwoman's number four. Uh, Spirals mm-hmm. has had that in my top five. I'm actually quite pleased to throw that yeah. up there. Um, had I read it, it probably would have been in mine too. Because you yeah. know that cool Smallville stuff. And then number five will be Detective. So that's my that's my top five this week. Uh, and shout out to uh, Birds of Prey, because that, that would have that probably been sneaking on to the next slot. Um, so, cool. Uh, there you go. Those, those are, there's our picks for the week um, what am I doing now I guess I'm telling you what's coming next week aren't I that's, that's yep. usually what I do at this, this time um, so what is coming next week next week we of course it's a big week because not only is there a lot of books but Dark Knight's Metal number one is next slash week so slash number three <laughs> slash I number know. three depending on how you, you count no that. more prelude to the main event this, the main event has started yes, the no undercard more. out the way no more two-part preload. We have... I don't I think it's funny because obviously this month it's just Metal Number 1. Next month, though, after Metal Number 2, we have like one of those one-shots almost every mm-hmm. week. So it'll feel like we have like a headlining kind of metal-themed thing every week, which is kind of cool. Uh, but, so we have Dark Knight's Metal Number 1. We'll also have Aquaman Number 27. We'll have Batman Number 29. Superman 29. Green Lantern's 29. Green Arrow 29. Nightwing 27. Batwoman Number 6. Super Suns Number 7. We have Wonder Woman Number 28, which got pushed... Am I correct in saying that all of us are not reading Trinity next week? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm out. Uh, is, this, is this the new team now? Yes. Yep. Yeah, no chance. Right, so Trinity's also out, but we're not reading it, as is Harley Quinn 26 and Justice League 27, but we're not uh, getting to those. I also believe the first of the digital first series, uh, Gotham City Garage, is out next week. Yes, and I think the second of the Harley Quinn and Batman is next week as well. Yeah, I don't usually point out the digital ones. It's just because it's the first one. I thought. I'd... I don't. Yeah. I don't see garage on here. I'm looking at it, and I don't. It it, it doesn't show up on previews, Matt. Yeah, it's not on okay. diamond. Yeah. 
gotcha. it doesn't come up on there till the physical issue comes out. Gotcha. So I think I think we, uh, me and Connor are going to definitely check that out. I don't know if Matt's going to jump in and try that as well, but probably not. A lot of books, a lot of books next week, and a lot of big, exciting books. So, um, yo, the the Dark Knight's Metal number one Kubert variant has Batman riding a dinosaur. I've yeah, ever wanted something more in my life. Fantastic. There's a lot of variants. There's a shit ton of them. Um, but like, I really want the Capullo one because it's making the 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 metal. Fingers out of the Justice League. I think it's the like jock. he's riding a T Rex. I think it's the jock oh. one that I like a lot. I would trade Connor Camp for Connor in a heartbeat. Yes, yeah, as you've said multiple times. I know. I like saying that. I would also trade Connor for nothing. <laughs> I left myself open to that one. That's my fault. <laughs> it's like when you drop your hands and sparring and they hit you in the face, it's like that's more on me than it was on you. So, this was a weird week because action, you know, under-delivered a little bit. There was no Wonder Woman, so it was a weird week too, uh, given what we're used to. But other things did pick up the slack. Superwoman was better than... Well, it's been getting better, but like, I really like that show. Dope. Supergirl was good. Mr. Miracle was fantastic. And uh, New Superman probably had its best issue so far. Yeah. So, Turtle kind of. So, good, good stuff. Um, so, by all means, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below, whether that's uh, on on the, the, the YouTube page or whether you're uh, on like Twitter or whatever. Uh, and of course, the Twitter, of course, is at DC Comics Podcast, which uh, was mentioned earlier. Uh, you can also get me, if you want me individually, at Wibble89. Matt, what is your Twitter? Mine's at MattofSteel57. Connor, what about yours? And is at ConnorRyan94. Cool. Uh, so you can get in touch with us that way. Uh, do us a favor, you know, rate the rate the show if you get it off iTunes or whatever. Yeah. You know, go go and give it a five stars and rate the five stars. Rate a little comment. Um, if you don't think it's five stars, then don't rate. Uh, just leave it alone. That's fine. No, I mean, if you don't rate it five stars, I know you've been affected by the anti-life equation. So give it five stars. I don't have to boom tube to your house. Yeah. And it's a terrifying the, image. Yeah, the one thing you don't want it in your life is Matt boom, boom tubing to your location. So let me just say, it's Terminator rules, guys. Think about it. It's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> so do do all that. Um, look forward to next week. I think that's me. I, I've lost track of what I've done and what I've not done for the outro. I, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. That's so fine. my I, my feet are asleep from sitting here for so long. So, <laughs> thank you very I'm much. I'm afraid to walk. <laughs> Be like the Tin Man. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> uh, just, just one slight technical note. We did switch hosts this week for the audio versions. Now, it shouldn't have actually made a difference to anyone. Um, but just in case, just in case there was something weird happened. This doesn't affect why. you, but I gotta let people know what I did. Just in case, just in case. Well, well this, is, this is the strange thing. If this did affect someone, they probably haven't got this episode to hear this. No, 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 no. When I say effect, I don't really mean that because everything migrated, everyone has it. I just there was a lot of downloads when we first migrated over, and I'm wondering if like the auto downloads on iTunes made people like re-download the newest episode again or something like that. So just in case, like if something weird like that happened, that's why. Like, don't worry about it. We're done now. It's fine. It's, we're, we're, we've moved. Um, but because of that, we're actually on Podbean now. So if you want to use that app instead of whatever you've been using, you've got that option now as well. So you can get us there. So, cool. um, but you can no longer get us on SoundCloud. That is the only the only uh, wow. change to things. So, but uh, otherwise, though everything else, you're, you're good. So, uh, but yeah, that is us. So, thank you once again for watching and or listening. Uh, keep reading DC Comics, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Connor Kent's real and not imaginary.